Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of Reforge Gaming News, giving you the information you're probably looking for about the DLC for Returnal. I'll do that right here at the beginning of the video, and then the rest of it is a live stream with live discussion. If you want to make sure you're here for those live streams, make sure you hit subscribe and the bell button. That way, you don't miss these streams. This is a Reforge update. Returnal has announced, quite surprisingly, a free DLC scheduled for March the 22nd, and it's got some features that I didn't think they'd ever be able to add to the game. If you like these quick Reforge updates, hit subscribe and the bell button. That way you don't miss these uploads. So if you missed it, they kept this under wraps. Housemark, the developer of Returnal has been working on a brand new IP and this free DLC was kept totally under wraps. Recently I did a video about Tiny Tina Wonderland's Endgame having a rogue-like mode that had co-op and I said it'd be so great to have co-op in Returnal I just don't see how they would do it it would make some of the boss fights a little weird well they're adding co-op and they're also adding a survival mode so what did they have to say so this is how they describe the co-op mode with our new two-player online co-op mode players can now combine their forces and brave the challenges of Atropos together now how will it work because many people are concerned about is this going to make the game too easy? Is it going to is it going to trivialize things? And also, like, who gets progression? It's detailed in the blog, and I've got the information for you. By accessing uh, by accessing the Chronosis portal near the crash landing, you'll have the option to either host or join a public cycle. Or, if you'd like to share the experience with a friend, you can also choose to host a private cycle instead. Once your connection is established, a Selene from another timeline will join your session, and your shared journey will begin. In co-op, the game works in a similar fashion to single-player Returnal. However, if players get too far apart, they will be tethered back together. This is to ensure that the focus remains on cooperative gameplay, and both players feel connected to the fates of each other. If one player is downed, you do have the option to revive them. Now, progression is tied to the host. So if you're struggling to overcome a certain boss or biome, bringing in another player to help may open your road to triumph. Client players who join to help will also get to keep some of the progress they make, such as collecting logs or xenoglyphs, and the more games they assist, the more their scout rank will grow. So primarily, your progression only moves if you're host, but you do keep some of the progression if you're the one joining. Now, in addition to this co-op mode being something you can do in the entire game, which is really exciting, because I've beaten the entire game, but I I do want to kind of go back. There's more story, and it would be fun to do that with somebody else. It would probably make it a little bit easier and a little bit smoother, but they're also adding the Tower of Sisyphus. If you don't know the myth of Sisyphus, constantly rolling the rock up the hill and then back down and then up again, it's, it's clearly named after that for a reason. It's a survival mode. So they say, true to our arcade roots, the Tower of Sisyphus is effectively our endless mode. Players will strive to ascend the tower as high as possible. However, much like the tragic story of Sisyphus, there is no end to the climb, and players are tragically destined to meet their demise as the mode gets the mode gets increasingly harder. The only question is, how far can you get before succumbing? One great motivator for pushing forward is a sense of accomplishment. Each phase of the tower will culminate in an encounter with Algos, which will get increasingly harder as you advance through the mode. Unlike the campaign in the tower, 
players will have a score to chase and you can track your progress and highest score on a leaderboard and compete against your friends and foes for the highest rank. Much like our previous arcade-inspired titles, you will also have a score multiplier. Keeping this and increasing it will be the key in racking up the highest possible scores. Your multiplier will deplete if you get hit or if you don't deal damage for a while, so you'll need to constantly be dancing on the knife's edge to ensure you maintain strong forward momentum. While there are secrets and optional routes to take, the tower is intended to be Returnal distilled into an arcade action experience worth the emphasis being on survival skills and focus progression. Now, I didn't read in here whether or not you can play the tower co-op. I don't know if they've answered that. I combed over the blog. It seems like co-op is reserved for the main game, but it sounds like maybe you'd be able to just go get your buddy and then go to the tower. I'm not clear on that. They did say aside from the newer levels, our new boss and some new items to discover, there's also entirely new narrative content to be explored in the tower as well. So if you want more story about Celine, more backstory, even maybe even more present story, be sure to check this out when it lands on March 22nd for free. Again, if you like these quick updates, check out Reforge Gaming where I stream live and hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. This was a huge one for me uh, to cover. Big announcement from the Sony State of Play last night, uh, mainly because I love Returnal. It was my game of the year last year. I I think it was pretty significantly robbed at the the Game Awards. I don't think it was recognized enough for just how good it is. I I think it brought something to the table that many other games last year did not truly next gen uh, actually ambitious and new and fresh and unfortunately uh, it just it just didn't get the due praise and recognition that I think that it deserved uh, the other thing that I think that it did that a lot of other games failed to do is it really captured I think a lot of different genres into one which I do think it takes two successfully did that with their title but I but I do think that there was there was a lacking in uh, in the rest of the games that were recognized last year to really push things forward. Um, <clears throat> it created a brand new genre, right? Created a new genre. The sound design was phenomenal. You know the the, the haptic controls, the 3D audio, like they did a lot of things with this game that unfortunately I just don't think were properly recognized. And I attribute some of that to the fact that the the the, the press that reviewed it and played it couldn't get very far understandably i stalled out in biome 3 and they went back and kind of rebalanced the game they didn't ever go into specific detail about what they did but as far as i could tell and as far as the feedback i received from people biome 3 was really the turning point of the game so my 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 inclination is that they they made biome 3 a little less punishing because uh, once I got past Biome 3, it really it really flowed much better than the experience I had been having. The experience I had been having with Returnal was that I would spend a disproportionate amount of time gearing up in Biome 1 and 2, and then I'd get like two shot in Biome 3. And it, it led to an unenjoyable experience. There wasn't a fast track to getting to like up to snuff for Biome 3. Biome 3 seemed to be disproportionately strong, and so... You know, Eugene likes to tease me that I never beat the true Biome 3, but it was, I think, a point of criticism that they acknowledged that there was something that wasn't quite balanced in the progression in the game. And once they smoothed that out, I went back and had a pretty legendary, um, you know, legendary run. 
Let me just say you were not so infuriating. I'm not sure what you mean. I was not what? It was a well-crafted game, uh, but to me, it was really hard, and Elden Ring was easier than this game, but it was awesome. I think they're challenging in different ways. Um, this is going to be a slog of a stream. We, we're off to a... We, can we get some likes? We need 30 more likes. We are breaking from covering Elden Ring. We've covered Elden Ring exclusively for a couple of weeks now, and we're breaking from that, so it's going to be maybe a bit of a slower start. Let's get those first 100 likes. That can definitely help out. Uh, today's stream and we might meet some new folks that are looking for this information I heard you couldn't save at any point on launch either you had to be at the checkpoint Uh, not good to suddenly have to stop playing for whatever reason but it got fixed well a save feature in a rogue game is not really a thing Um, so people demanding that and asking for that I understood why but at the same time it didn't seem it didn't seem like an accurate complaint it was like but these games don't typically have save features you play and if you make it you make it people on my newsfeed were saying that state of play was rubbish this announcement is definitely the first time i've been interested in playing returnal looks sweet i listen this seem, this seems to happen every single time so if you tuned into the state of play march stream that they did last night i, I don't understand why people do this they tune in every single time and they say the same thing every single time they say it was a big fat l it was lame it was boring, you know, it wasn't any good, and I I think that the problem with that attitude is that, well, then why bother tuning in? If it's disappointing every time, if it's an L every time, like, basically what people do is, is they tune into a stream like that, and if they don't talk about what, if they don't announce or talk about what they were looking forward to, they basically say the entire stream is a waste. It's like, every game announcement, every trailer, every presser, none of it matters, because, well, I was looking for this game, and they didn't announce it, so I'm gonna cry, like... I thought it was fine. I thought the games looked good. Um, I didn't see it. I tuned in a little bit too late, so I had to watch it later. That Exo Primal game looks like it might be a really fun little arcade game. I actually think the Exo Primal game is the first uh, is the first uh, live service game in Sony's plan. It looks like it's going to be their live service game. All right, I'm going to do Returnal DLC. Will this bring you back, um, or? Will it uh, make you try the game? Uh, Or will it make you try the game? Yes or no? Will it bring you back or will it make you try the game? I'm actually curious about people who have never touched Returnal. Is the co-op option enough to be like, oh, I want to check this game out. I I don't like rogues. I don't like playing by myself. But if I can play this with a buddy, you know, I'm I'm, going to jump in. So take the poll at the top of the chat. Returnal DLC is this enough to bring you back? Number one, if you've played it. Number two, is it enough to make you try it? Noberto with 11 months and it's a tier two. Love seeing how well all the content's going, homie. Gotta catch up on some of the last few episodes that I missed. You're crushing it. Thank you. I appreciate that very, very much. If you're just tuning in, we are discussing the Returnal DLC and we do want to hear from you. <clears throat> you have to hit subscribe if you want to talk in chat and take our poll at the top of the chat. 
where do you land on this? A lot of people got Returnal and quickly walked away. Royal Duck coming back in and doing a membership. Thank you so much. What's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Guys, we really appreciate the channel growth lately. So many new subscribers, but we're not seeing a lot of new members. If you've never done a membership on YouTube before and you tune into this show all the time, consider doing that. We do not run a lot of ads on this channel, so the ad revenue is not there. It's not something that we live off of. We really live off those memberships. Uh, a truly 101% next-gen game with good co-op and shared progression. Come on, let's go. Well, it's not shared progression, so we need to be very, very clear about that. The host is the one who gets progression. If you come in and you play with someone else, you get to save some of the stuff that you get, but you're not actively progressing your game, right? I don't have time for all these games, right, Zubair? Uh, I'll try the DLC if they bring the game to Xbox. <laughs> I hope it doesn't count co-op clears for trophies. Well, it's going to, Eugene, because they said they envision this as being like a, hey, I'm stuck, can you help me clear this? It's no different than what Elden Ring offers or even Dark Souls offers. Hey, I'm stuck on this boss, can you come help me clear it? They don't like rob you of a trophy in those games if you happen to beat a boss with another person. I understand why you might think what you think that like, man, I busted my tail and beat this game totally by myself and you calling in a friend is a very, very different experience and especially with the way aggro works. Like these enemies cannot aggro to independent sources. So like you're going to be able to get behind enemies and just really, really hammer them. Well, kind of shared, you get to earn stuff, so it counts for something. You don't play for nothing. Right, and they did say that you have a scout rank that will go up the more you help your you know, your other people. So you can just constantly jump into public games and help people and then and then get your scout rank to go up. Like if you're a really, really good returnal player, you can constantly be throwing yourself in there. I would love to play this if my PS5, if I had one. You can get enemy drops and runes as a co-op guy, but no quest, story, or environmental progression. What's good, Red Demonized? Guys, good morning to everybody. We are going to have to really push, man. Make sure you're smashing like button. Everybody make sure and say good morning and hello in the chat. That'll make a big difference here. we're, We're playing Elden Ring this afternoon. But we're not doing Elden Ring coverage in the morning, so it's going to be a, a, sl- a slightly slower day. We've really pushed hard into Elden Ring, and a lot of that audience is going to not be interested in what we're doing right now. And don't forget this afternoon, another Reforge Radio episode. This afternoon, where we will be talking about the, the situation uh, with Russia and all of that. So we don't talk about that stuff here. That's what Reforge Radio is for. If you missed yesterday's episode, we had our first guest, Ginger Prime, talking about faith work-life balance and content creation it was a fantastic episode if you missed it i got returnal around the same time as elden ring and as a result i haven't played it that much in comparison but i do enjoy it scratches the shooty itch and it does it in a classic way i mean a classy way i'm telling you returnal gameplay feels so good it is such a good shooter such a good action adventure environment the third person the movement the the iframes, it's very, very good. They did an excellent job with this game. I need to buy a PS5. Anyone in chat got that plug? Apparently, GameStop is going to be getting restocked soon, distorted. Look into what they require to order one. Returnal probably ramps up in difficulty when you're in co-op, like the bosses do in FromSoft games, 
we'll see on the 22nd yeah it doesn't say it doesn't say whether or not when someone joins you that the difficulty is going to go up like their phrasing on it was that um let me let me scroll up here do 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 in co-op the game works in a similar fashion to single player returnal however if players get too far apart they'll be tethered back together so that's like the only caveat they made like yeah it basically works the same way you just can't you can't like you can't be fighting the boss and i'm off doing something else like it's not going to allow that i'm interested how they're going to make a horde mode loop into more story yeah because you're trying to climb the tower of sisyphus so it's possible that that's going to be a mental exercise for her in memory of like you know constantly going back and trying to remember things can't wait for reforge radio today i know it's a touchy subject but at least this form will be insightful and respectful i that's the goal of reforge radio i want to give people a place to just discuss this stuff and not have it be this insane like throwing punches screaming thing like we should be able to have some sanity in the midst of all of the chaos I hate when games tether like that. It's kind of needed in Returnal, though. You, it, it wouldn't. I don't think it would work if you were off just doing, you know, all these different things. I'm curious how the loot will work. Like, if you kill a boss that drops a weapon, will he drop two or will he drop one? Do you understand? When you kill like really, really tough enemies, they can drop great weaponry. But if there's only one on the ground, you're gonna have to have, kind of have that debate. And if you're matchmaking, you know, you might have a loot goblin that's, like, grabbing the loot before you even get a chance to look at it. I'm interested to see how they handle the loot. Like, double drops, you know, or just one. I don't know if they've said that. They didn't say anything in the blog about it. What's the topic? Today, over on Reforged Radio, we will be posing the question, is canceling Russia at, like, every level, is it working, right? Is this the right response? Um, I want to talk about it, because I, you know, it seems... It seems like there's a lot of different viewpoints on it, and we I got some good responses. I had some good responses on Twitter, some thoughtful responses. I was like, there's a lot to unpack here. Okay, this should be really, really good. I also want to talk about there's some hypocrisy in the way people are talking about it. I also want to talk about some of the, you know, the loudest voices, the, the loudest sort of social justice warriors that are out there are seemingly just dead quiet uh, when it came to this. They don't have they don't have a voice. Maybe because they're actually not very, you know, moral, wise people, and they just speak when it's convenient to look good. And when there's an actual, nuanced, challenging, horrifying subject, they don't have anything to say. And I think it's because they don't have anything to say. Um, The Emperor has no clothes. So, uh, that's what we'll be discussing this afternoon, so make sure you're there for that. Make sure you're subscribed to Reforge Radio. This is Reforge Gaming, so it's all gaming. We don't like those serious subjects to corrupt over here. This is a great place to escape from all of that insanity. So, I'll save my comments for radio. Yeah, we're not going to discuss that here. I'm wetting your appetite, so that way you go over there and sub. Use the radio command or go to youtube.com slash Reforge Radio. Or you can go to reforgeradio.live. You can get here by going to reforgegaming.live. We have all of the dot live for these channels so co-op has matchmaking if you wanted to use it yes yes so the way that it works is if you want to do the returnal co-op what you do is uh accessing the chronosis portal near the crash you have the option to either host or join a public cycle or you can do a private cycle and bring in your friend right so you can't you cannot just you know 
boot up and and uh, and like send a friend invite. You actually have to host a private cycle, and then they can come over or host a public or join a public. No cross pollination day. Yeah, yeah. I'll always wet your appetite with the with the topic and the in the, the commentary over there. Um, I, I will always do that. But uh, I got another one that came to me this morning. Greg had a great clip of Peterson. Um, let's see. It was cancel culture inferring uh, inferring motivation. Yeah, 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 yeah. He talked about how Young, Carl Young said you could infer someone's motivations by looking at the outcomes. And I was like, oh, 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 I like it. How dare you blue balls me on a riveting subject? Yeah, sorry. Uh, we're trying to make sure that, you know, that channel turns the rudder and gets into a good place. And uh, if you've never been here before and you're interested in variety gaming news coverage, it's what we do here. And we've been covering a lot of Elden Ring. I am safe for work and we do gameplay in the afternoon over here. Well, it's actually closer to the noon, like the middle of the day. We switch to gameplay. So we will be doing some Elden Ring gameplay. We'll be diving into a quest. I will be using a quest guide because some of the quests are really tough to figure out what in the world you're supposed to do. And this quest will having us fight Radon. But if you're interested in Returnal DLC, we got all the information. And I want to know if you, you know, if you've kind of seen it, the, the poll is split down the middle. So vote on the poll. Returnal DLC. Is it enough to bring you back? Or is it enough to have you try the game for the very first time? Yes or no. Many people avoid games like Returnal. They're tough. It's a rogue. You go back to the beginning if you die. And uh, the co-op might be a bit of a barrier against that. You can revive someone if they go down. So as long as one of you survives, they can kind of carry the run on their shoulders in uh, in in those types of uh, situations. Um, that, uh, so, all right, chat. I want to know in in chat right now how many of you play rogues regularly or at all? Because there's there, I think there is a portion of the gaming community that just completely avoids rogue games. They're like, what's a rogue game? So a rogue game is where you're attempting to play through and get farther and farther and farther and as you're playing through, random items, buffs, and debuffs are dropping, so you end up with sort of a build, and then if you die, you go all the way back to the beginning, and the, and the, and the, and the, the hook here is that it's super challenging, there's always that threat of death, and every run's a little bit different because of the randomness of the items that drop, so it always has that fresh feeling, and I will say this, Returnal convinced me that rogues are a great genre, even if I don't enjoy them that much, and the reason is, anytime I was outside of a boss room in Returnal, there was this foreboding sense of, if I die, that's it. I got all the way here, I earned my stripes, I I clawed and scraped my way to this point, and if I die, it's back to the beginning. That intensity, that emotion, that adrenaline cannot be replicated. It is impossible to replicate that if you can save it, if you can go right back to that spot and just try again, right? I don't think it can be replicated, and I think that's why rogues as a genre are so good and so important east coast overlord with a five dollar tip morning lono returnal itself seems cool i will definitely play it once it comes to pc when do you think the dlc will be uh when it does do you think the dlc will be there at launch yes because this dlc is being couched as an update so yes when returnal finally releases on pc it'll come with this baked in 
almost assuredly. I mean, I don't speak for Sony, but this is an update. So I don't think it'll like come to PC without this. Unless, of course, it suddenly comes to PC and they were only porting the main game. I highly doubt that. I love them, says Vinny. Darkest Dungeon, Binding of Isaac, Hades, Neon Abyss. Uh, Heat Review says, I look forward every morning to watching and Reforge Radio. I love your gameplay and I love your challenging games. So thank you, Heat Reviews. I appreciate that. B. Vargas says, I have quite a lot of roguelike RPGs that are turn-based, but I also have Hades, some of the Binding of Isaacs, and also another Housemark game that's on PC called Next Machina, which is really good. Blue Light says, sorry if this has been asked, but will you will we be seeing you and Hilly trying out the co-op? Feel like that's a recipe for disaster. I mean great content. So yes, the Hilly streams on Friday night are are usually co-op. Now he and I don't play during the day. So that week, yes, that Friday will be will be here. Now, every once in a while, if we feel like we don't have a big game or a big release to play, we'll head over to First Look. It's a smaller channel. It's a little less risky to play, you know, maybe more obscure titles over there. If we play obscure titles over here and the turnout and the viewership is terrible, it's really bad for the channel. We have to kind of dance on a fine line over here. Like, we have to maintain momentum and good viewership. We can't, like, throw away a stream and then that stream sits all weekend. So, periodically, we will be doing Friday nights over on our First Look channel. This week, we'll be here again. I think we'll just do more Elden Ring. I still think Elden Ring is hot enough. And the From Software community is extremely supportive. And people seem to be enjoying Friday nights. It's a very different kind of stream. He's sort of riding along and co-hosting and and commentating on my gameplay and so we'll be doing that we'll be doing that this Friday and then I'll be out of town on the 18th and then once we get back, literally the day I get back and start streaming again the 22nd this Returnal update launches now, it'd be great to have somebody to play with co-op that day it launches I know Eugene said it was his birthday I don't know, uh, Eugene if you're going to want to immediately jump into the tower or if uh, a co-op a co-op run would be in order because I think that would be dope. Like, hey, let's just do co-op, and then the next day we could maybe do Tower of Sisyphus or something like that. So it'd be good to have somebody just like, hey, let's try to blast through this and get a full run co-op because I've already done one full playthrough, and you have to do multiples to get all of the different endings and all the different story because the Returnal story is actually quite good. I, I found it to be quite good. So, you couldn't get into Hades either. I actually think Hades is one of the best. Uh, You'll have to work. Oh, I thought you said it was your birthday. Okay, so you'll be working. All right, we'll have to see if there's somebody else around who loves this game. Um... My, I actually love Hades. I think Hades is one of the best rogues out there, but I don't want to play it for a variety of reasons. I, I, I love the voice acting. I love the art style. I, I love the the environments, and I actually do really like the combat. I wish it was just a dungeon crawler like Diablo, but the way that... I don't know. My problem with games like that and the reason I stuck with Returnal is because the third-person action-adventure shooter, it, it translated a little bit more into what I enjoy. Like, I like a good dungeon crawler. I do. But I don't like a dungeon crawler enough to put up with a rogue. Even a good rogue. Like, like Hades is a great rogue, and even then, I'm like, I just don't want to do this. Returnal was a bit different. I enjoyed the shooting and the movement and the weapons and the boss fights so much that I kind of could stick with it. 
but I got pretty far. I, I, I wouldn't say pretty far. I got far in Hades. I think second boss, third boss, something or something to that effect. And you get all the way there, you make a couple mistakes, and then you're dead. And it's like, well, I really didn't have an opportunity to learn any of that boss's movements, animations, or or, or audio cues, visual cues, whatever. And now I got to slog all the way back to that point just for another opportunity at the boss. You see? And that was the same breaking point I hit with Returnal. So Returnal biomes are very different, and they obviously grow in difficulty. And Biome 1 and 2 were very fun. It felt like the progression. It felt like the... um, the uptick in difficulty from Biome 1 and 2 was perf- was perfect. And then Biome 3 had enemies that were that hit harder than Biome 2's boss. That felt illogical to me. It was like, wait a minute. Okay, I just finished Biome 2. I'm at this strength level, okay? I beat Biome 2, and I'm at this strength level. And I could take X number of hits from the boss. I, could, I had this level of survivability in Biome 2's boss. And then I go into Biome 3, and you got enemies that are stronger than the boss that I just killed. It didn't make any sense. It was like, I, I don't understand. Like, I'm dying unbelievably fast in Biome 3. And I, I'm telling you, a lot of people think that I just get angry and complain for the sake of complaint. And it's like, I continue to tell people that I felt like Returnal was imbalanced. I felt like Returnal... Had a, had a, had an issue with progression and balance, and everybody said that I was wrong, and there, and a lot of there were people that agreed with me. There were people that agreed with me and said, "Yeah, Biome Three seems disproportionately difficult." Well, the developers seem to agree with me because they they rebalanced the game, and guess what happened after they rebalanced the game? I was able to get through Biome Three, and then I just and then and then uh, I think it was the next day or the, or another day I started in Biome Four. I died once or twice in Biome 4, and then once I got to the Biome 4 boss, from that point on, kill, 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 kill. Boom. All the way to the end of the game. It was amazing. It was legendary. And the first time I got to the Biome 3 boss, I cleared that boss. You know? It, it was That was an amazing feeling. I had never been in that room before. I, I had no idea what I was doing at first. And, um, and then, you know, Biome 4, I died a couple of times, but once I got to Biome 4's boss... From that point on, it was a clear. I got all the way to the end, and that—that's—that's that's a legendary moment. You can't get that feeling if it's not a rogue, right? It's not. You cannot get that feeling if it's not a rogue. I played a few weeks ago. Breeze through one, two, and three. See, I'm smart. My B day is the same week as my anniversary and my eldest B day, uh, and your oldest birthday. Two hundred IQ. Well, you really planned that out well. <laughs> I messed around in five. That biome has always was always the hardest. My build was broken. I remember going through biome five really, really quickly, and people were like, "This is ridiculous!" Like my build was busted. I was so strong. I didn't even have to fight a lot of the times. I had that thing that was appearing and like shooting enemies for me. I that made all the difference in the world. Like biome five was a joke. It like it, it and I know it's not. I know that Biome 5 is not a joke because what they do in Biome 5 is there's no boss, but they do the kind of classic, um, they, they kind of do this classic, put you in a closet and you got to pray for the best, you know, 
John with a $5 tip. Thank you for the $5 tip. More important question, did they fix crashing? The biggest reason I didn't platinum the game. Now, as as I understand it, John, the crashing was only around for a couple of weeks, and it was when you wore the DLC outfit, and that got fixed fairly early on. I was not aware of any persistent issues with crashing beyond that. I've played it multiple times. People in this chat have played it and beat it multiple times. I'm not sure if that was something that continued. I think that stopped after a while. And again, I believe it was tied to the DLC outfit. If you wore the DLC outfit, it would cause crashes. The portal gun was kind of busted. I didn't even know what it was the first time it started appearing. I'm like, what the frick is that thing? You need three keys. They're guarded by some insane mini-bosses, and the enemy variants are nuts. Yeah, so you got mini-bosses, you got the enemy variants, and it's really cramped. I kept having to kite backwards, and I would let my little portal gun take care of them. Because there was no way. It was like, I'm not, there's no way I'm doing this. I'm not going to be able to charge in here and manage it. I had to keep kiting backwards. The way your brain does real-time substitution of curse words is hilarious. It's a gift. (laughs) What, did I just do it this morning? What did I say? Uh, I told you there was, but you didn't want to believe me. Told you there was what, Mo? What are you talking about? There was crashes? I mean, reports of crashes, though, again, sometimes you have to wonder. I didn't see them ever even patch it. I I follow this game pretty closely. I follow Housemark on, on Twitter. I never had any crashes not wearing the DLC outfit. I'm not trying to spread lies that it's happening. I'm not the only one. My PS5 won't play PS5 games without overheating, and I hope I get my replacement before this one dies on me. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's a, that's a problem with the games, then. It sounds like you have a hardware problem, which can happen. It can happen. Um, the Blin, the Blinful Truth, thank you so much for the brand new membership. Enjoy the dope badge and emotes. You are dope, and you deserve dope stuff. We love to see new members. We really need about 40 to 50 new members. Those of you that are maintaining membership here and on the other channel, we thank you so much. I'm telling you, without the members, we'd be closing up shop. I'm not kidding. So those of you that support the coffee, the memberships, uh, all the sponsors, that's literally the only reason we can do this. The ad revenue, you you, you got to be at a, lo- a much larger scale if you're going to be living off the ad revenue, and we are not there. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Well, man, we really need those memberships and those and those uh, support, especially the coffee orders. We and we appreciate those of you that continue to do that. Thank you very much. They fixed the DLC outfit. You need to clean your system. Yeah, it's super easy to take the fan out, clean the interiors, and reassemble, and it doesn't void the warranty. A PS5 was overheating too. Playing PS5 games, opened it up, cleaned it out, and it helped. There you go. So it sounds like you maybe just need to go get some cre- compressed air from Target or something blow that sucker out and it'll probably fix your issue it might not it might not you may have something in there that's faulty but i don't know other people are other people are indicating that that's happening when people say the game is buggy and the game crashes right and the developers are not acknowledging it and no one else is really saying it i tend to think this might be unique to the person saying it right i never want to like dismiss someone's problems but it's like Brother, the game has been out for a while, and I've not seen any reports about this. So, coffee is tasty, all for supporting local brother, not to mention something about this channel keeps me coming back. Well, thank you, thank you. If you're here every day, you're lurking in your listing, even if you never talk in chat, those $5 a month memberships, man, if it's in, if it's in the, 
If it's in the realm of possibility for you, it makes a huge difference for us. Seriously. All the homies just bring the computer to the gas station and use the tire pump. <laughs> Stupid. I had an Xbox One that kept crashing. Discovered that the vents at the bottom were all blocked up. Yeah. Yeah, that air's gotta get out. You, you'd you be surprised, man. It makes an enormous difference. It makes an enormous difference in a system being able to stay cool. I mean, it, think of it like your house, right? If it's a warm day and all your windows are closed and you're not running the air conditioner, you're not moving air in and out of the home and it gets nasty, gross, stuffy. Like, that's what you're doing to the inside of your PS5, Xbox, or your PC if you're not blowing that dust out, man. You're you're closing all the windows up and the air can't get out. So, you got to do that. Well, I mean, obviously you don't run the air conditioning with the windows open unless you're an idiot, but uh cuz the air conditioner itself pulls air out of the house. Um, but you get the analogy, right? You got it. You got to let that. You got to let those things happen. Um Coffee sales have slowed down. People went crazy last month buying our holiday blend up. If you're a coffee drinker, uh, use that coffee command. It's not a sponsor. It's ours. We have a light roast and a dark roast, and it really supports what we do here. It's we, we, We've been told it's very reasonably priced for how good it tastes, so you can check that out as well. I love the coffee. I'll order more soon. Thank you, Phase Beast. There's somebody in chat talking about it. Can we take a moment to appreciate the countless hours of joy these little miracle uh, SOCs make possible? What is that, huh? What is that? These little miracle SOCs? Uh, Greenside, renewing the membership for seven months to another great month of content. Thanks, thank you. I ordered three yesterday. Thank you, yeah, we had two people order yesterday and both of you ordered three bags. Thank you very much for that, Silent Warrior. Is there any dust inside your PS5? It can it can hard crash. You just got to keep it clean. I don't think I've ever cleaned mine. I mean, I have a pretty dust-free environment down here and it's up on a desk, like a glass desk. You know what I mean? Oh, the chips in your consoles. Okay, system on chip. I was like, what are you talking about? Um, If you're new and you're just tuning in, we want to hear from you. Make sure and hit subscribe if you want to talk in chat. Almost 200 votes on the poll already. Returnal DLC, will this bring you back or will it make you try the game? Man, it is split right down the middle, 50-50, yes and no. Uh, man, if you've never tried the game or if you're thinking about coming back to it on March 22nd, the Returnal DLC, uh, it's Returnal Ascension it releases and you'll be able to play with another player if you want, a brand new, uh, feature, a great feature that many people thought, you know would be, a lot of people, myself included were like, that'd be so fun, but we just didn't think it'd be possible, amazing that it is 80JC was 7 months Let's go double dip squad. Have enough coffee for a decent couple of months. There's always, I always find myself ordering more. Yeah, I know a lot of you guys stocked up in February and when that happens, it tends to slow the orders down. So that's totally fine. I always want to, we want to get new people hooked. We want to get new people hooked because you guys that buy it, you keep buying it because it's so good. So uh, I'll be doing a playthrough with a bud. There you go, Sven. No perfect, uh, no build is perfect. You have to maintenance your hardware just like you do your car. Uh, because it's trash. Never played it, though. <laughs> yeah, it's trash. It got nominated for tons of awards and has a great rating and review. But, you know, it's trash. Uh, chat, what node are the next-gen consoles fabbed at? Yeah, I don't know. I think you either love or hate Returnal due to the difficulty. Kind of like Souls games. Yeah, but playing with another player really changes it, does it not? I, I really do. I think playing with another person really shifts things quite a bit. You don't feel like you're alone, you know? You don't feel like it's... 
you have that option, something to kind of lean on. But Cedo coming in with seven months of membership. Five bucks, double it and make it ten. Only one return will run, but I know it's an awesome game. Saving it for a rainy day. Double dippers rise up. Thank you so much, Basito. I greatly appreciate that. Either five or seven, I can't remember, says Wheezy. He's answering Zubair. Any ideas? I haven't been able to play Gears 5 since November the 15th. The Halo Edition Series X crashes after ten minutes. It's the only game that crashes. It plays fine on my OG Series X. I'm not the only one. Have you tried an uninstall? Have you tried an uninstall and a reinstall? Is that possible? Uh, may explain why no one's ordering. What address is that? Is that the is that the link in chat? Do we have the the wrong link in chat? My shop page works. SNTRnetwork.com slash shop. Do we have the wrong link in chat and in the description? I don't think we do, do we? I just went to, to, to RageousRoast.com and it went, it went to the right page. Um, Alright, SNTRnetwork.com forward slash shop. It's working for me. Is it the descriptions that we have? Do we have the wrong link in the descriptions? That's, that's entirely possible. Because a while ago, dis- Creature changed the link no we have rageousroast.com in the description and that just directs you right to sntr network forward slash shop yeah it's working for me there was a time where creature changed it from like the shop to shop but we went back and changed those links um so i don't know i've yeah i've not watched it yet Lido. i always save those to watch with my life my wife um Dust will be there, especially where I'm at. Dust is like a feature. Yeah, it depends on where you are. Like when I when I was streaming in the dungeon, the, you know, the basement of my previous, uh, the duplex that we lived in, it was like, I mean, there, there was no way to keep the dust out. I was constantly having to clean those things, and uh, and make sure that they were they were taken care of. Because boy, it was uh, it was very very quickly that you you would get you'd get dust build up. You know, down in the, I don't know. That's the shop page for dark. I went to shop, hovered, clicked dark, and that's what I got. Okay, let me try that. It's, let me, let me see. Um, yeah, I've got forward slash product, forward slash Rageous Roast Original Dark. It's got to be a caching issue for you, Eugene, because it's working for me. You've ordered it before, and I think the old hyperlinks in your history or cache are jacking things up. Because I'm clicking right now, and they're all working just fine. So, probably a caching issue. Um, if I just clicked shop, then I'm fine. I don't know. Uh, what is that cancel rush tweet? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about this afternoon, you know? Is it working? Is it a good plan? We'll be talking about it this afternoon, Butters. Um, I haven't played Returnal, says the Blendful Truth, but there is the worry that runs start blending together well and i do think the undercurrent of story and returnal helps with that like as you progress and as you do things and beat certain biomes number one once you beat biome three everything changes and so then after that it's very different and then and every time you get further in the game there's the opportunity of uh there's the opportunity of of um the ability to like learn more Somebody ordered uh, a light roast bag. Did I, I did I not get the email? It seems like it's working. Somebody just ordered a light roast bag. 
Oh, we get into it? Yeah, this afternoon. No, I'm sorry. Two light roasts to Aaron. Thank you so much, Aaron. First coffee sale of the day. I greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much, sir. And then there's Wolvie. Three months. Double drip, double dip and drag licking. There it is. That's a t shirt. <laughs> double dip and drag licking. Thank you for three months, Wolvie. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate that very, very much. Ooh, I was trying to pop my neck. <laughs> double dipping, drag legging. Aaron with the thumbs up. Thank you again, Aaron. Um, that's why they made the PS5 so easy to clean. What is Returnal? Returnal is one of the few PS5 exclusive titles that launched. Um, when did it launch? Was it twenty? It was launched. It launched early twenty twenty. Has it been that long? Oh my gosh! If you're just tuning in, we're discussing the Returnal DLC. And I want to hear from you if you've played the game or you haven't played the game. Is this DLC that allows you to play through the entire game cooperative, is that enough to make you come back or try the game for the very first time? A lot of people avoided or stopped playing Returnal because it was a rogue. Just didn't like it. May 2020, jeepers. That feels like a lifetime ago. Tenor dude with a seven-month re-up on the membership. Not interested in Returnal, but going to keep tuning in when I can. Can't wait for more Elden Ring coverage. Well, don't worry. If you're looking for Elden Ring, we'll be doing that this afternoon. Well, maybe not this afternoon. It's kind of half in the morning, half in the noon. Uh, We'll call it a nooner. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be doing uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie's Quest, whatever her name is. We'll be doing that today. Apparently, you end up fighting Radon for the quest. So we're going to try and knock out two birds with one stone. Do, do, it felt like it just dropped yesterday. Time flies. April 30th of 2020 to be exact. And other people are putting 2021. Wait, Eugene's putting 2021. Okay, I thought it was last year. I was like, my gosh, has it been that long? <laughs> has it been that long? Okay. Okay. All right. I was like, what on earth? Okay, it was last year. I When I knew, it got nominated. So I was like, I was thinking if it launched 2020, that doesn't make any sense because it was nominated in the Game Awards last year. So it would have been late 2020. And then April 2020, I was like, holy moly. Yeah, I got to remember that in 2020, around April, it couldn't have been then because I, w- I wasn't playing it, right? Everything happened to me in June. And then we played that in the wake of all of that, like coming over to YouTube. Uh, Returnal needed a year to add co-op. Halo's had eight. <laughs> Five dollar tip from John Lumley. It was April last year. I remember it coming out when Dogecoin exploded. There you go. Lono's hatred of birds appears again. Uh, this man talking about killing birds with stones. Yeah, I mean, if you can kill two birds with a single stone, you know, that's dinner in a movie. <laughs> I don't know where I was. I was trying to tie that together and land that as a good joke. I don't know if I succeeded or not. Mobile phones are basically the highest return products. Less silicon used uh, compared to a console, and they cost more for high-end phones, ETC. My wife's giving the joke a thumbs down. She's saying, if you have to question, then it's not a good joke. Yeah. That's good stone throwing. Housemark is pretty consistent, says Master Ty. They usually add DLC a year after they release games. If you can kill any bird, you're a man's man. What? 
How hard is it to kill a bird? They're so little. Wait, what do you... I mean, obviously, you can't kill them with your bare hands. You gotta catch them. But, like, if you have any semblance of advanced weaponry, a bow and arrow, it's not hard to kill a bird. Like, really? How challenging is that? <laughs> Are you paying by the stone now? <laughs> yes. Stones are a currency. I love Returnal. I'm going to dive into the endless mode. Yeah, yeah. The the Tower of Sisyphus looks really, really cool. It's small, so it's harder to hit while it's moving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of men's excuse as well in other other departments. Uh, You have to to catch them or know how to shoot. The pellet gun. The coffee is amazing. My favorite is the Frickmas blend. Yeah, a lot of people like the Frickmas blend. The holiday blend is no longer available, though. So... Hey, I bet you we can hit 200 likes. We're, this this stream is getting kind of scrappy. We're getting a little bit of a push and people tuning in. So make sure and smash that like button. Uh, and we greatly appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Um, this was a bit of a passion topic for me. I wasn't sure how hot it would be, but I was really excited because I'm a huge Returnal fan. Um, I'm a huge Returnal fan. So I was very excited the minute I saw that it was a Returnal commercial I or advertisement or trailer or whatever. I got very, very excited, very pumped. It's a dope, dope little game. Uh, and, you know, it, it. I wish I wish it would have gotten more recognition at the Game Awards, but I think it got enough to really prove uh, the game's metal and to prove that Housemark did something special. Uh, there's some mean birds in Elden Ring, like the one that have blades for feet. Yeah, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty tough. They're pretty tough. They're pretty annoying. Sony will continue PS4 support because of shortages. It only uh, heads up. Hopefully the people that plan to get one don't run into the problem I have. Peace. Yeah, I mean, if again, there were people that resonated with the problem of your PS5 crashing or, or whatever it was that you were dealing with. I think that's what it was. And you can uh, you can obviously, you know, try to clean it out. I heard the music and I almost jumped out of my seat. I jumped out of my seat and screamed when I saw co-op when she reached down and grabbed her hand and then they showed two people playing I was like oh my gosh this is I literally just said that this would be a great feature ad right um wasn't that great didn't even get a nomination it got tons of nominations what are you talking about I got like three or four it got like three or four it didn't get a it didn't get a a game of the year nomination but I'm pretty sure it it took home more awards than than your your game Psychonauts 2 you were big Psychonauts 2 fanboy, and it, I, I'm fairly certain Returnal walked away with the same amount or more awards than Psychonauts 2, even though it didn't get Game of the Year. It deserved Game of the Year over the... Uh, it was one of the only next-gen titles that launched last year. It was only one of the... It was one of the few! One of the few! There was very few next-gen titles that launched last year. It took Best Action. Yeah, it took Best Action. I thought it got another one. Didn't it get something else? I thought it got two. I thought it got two. I think Psychonauts got two, didn't it? Not as good as Deathloop. <laughs> yeah. The biggest problem, I'm telling you, that was the biggest problem. I think Deathloop sabotaged the entire Game Awards. It was this media darling nonsense treatment, and it was like, that game should not have been in all of, the, uh, in all of those. It just shouldn't have been. Alright, here's a report from the BBC. BAFTA Game Awards, Returnal, and it takes two lead nominations. There you go. There you go. Is that is that good enough, Mo? Or is that are you gonna find a way to delegitimize that? Like, 
it's not just the Game Awards either. Returnal got a junk ton of nominations last year. I got way more than Psychonauts 2 did. You know what I mean? This may be the lamest <laughs> contest ever. Elden Ring won awards when it wasn't even released. How about them apples? Well, most anticipated game isn't really an award. It's just a measurement by, like, public interest. <laughs> Yeah, but like Returnal has gotten a junk ton of nominations. The BBC, so it's not American news, doesn't count. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, that's not. That's not. That news is not American sourced. You know. I'm so uh, from soft. Every game looks eh. You think all of the from software games look eh? I don't agree with that. Why is everything being compared to Psychonauts two? Because I'm talking to Mo. Mo Mo said that Psychonauts 2 would win Game of the Year. It didn't. Psychonauts 2 did not walk away with that many nominations or awards. And Returnal has gotten a ton. A ton of them. Uh, How can game lead nominations but not be Game of the Year nomination? I don't know because it's it's, it's weighed by different things. Listen, I'm going to tell you what happened to Returnal. Do you want to know what happened to Returnal? I'll tell you. The review outlets being unable to beat it hurt its hurt its overall standing and reception. That's what happened. You know what I mean? A brand new IP, a brand new genre, a, a truly next gen title, one of very few that launched in 2021, and it didn't get the media darling treatment because people couldn't beat it. I listen. I am a part of that problem, am I not? I couldn't get past Biome 3, so I walked away from the game. Now, I still gave it great praise and a high score, but I I walked away. What happened when they rebalanced the game and I beat it? What happened? I changed my entire opinion about Game of the Year. I was like, this is Game of the Year. This right here, the storytelling, the soundtrack, the experience, the sense of progression, the world building, the lore crafting... It's it's game of the year, no doubt. It's game of the year. It crushes everything else that came out last year. And as much as I liked it, takes two. It's better than it takes two. Well, look at what it took. I had to beat the game to get that sense. That would be like somebody reviewing Elden Ring after only fighting the Tree Sentinel. You'd be like, oh, "It's crap. It's too hard." Go, 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 go. Well, you didn't play the game. Unless you complete Returnal, I don't care about your review. You want to know why? Because my review was just as incomplete and just as lacking in comprehensiveness when I hadn't beat the game yet. I'm applying that principle to myself. If you can't beat the game, then I don't want to hear you talk about Returnal because you haven't experienced it. It's it's artistic greatness. It's, it's, it's artistic excellence. And... You don't get to experience it because you got stuck in Biome 2 or 3 or wherever the frick you got stuck. Returnal probably would have done a lot better in sales had the save point issue not plagued it. I think many people were intimidated. It's great that they fixed it, but maybe too late. You say fixed it, but rogue games don't have save points. Have you ever played Dead Cells? Have you ever played any of those games? You don't get to like save it and come back. Why? Because you could, you could, you could cheese that. Now some of them might, some of them might, but a lot of the rogues don't traditionally have save points. You can't like click save, walk away, and come back. Plenty of them are like that. That's not like a new thing. Rogues traditionally are like run it, 
you die and you go back to the beginning run it you gotta walk away okay I mean hopefully your power doesn't go out you know leave it here on this screen or whatever leave it here in this safe area most definitely didn't beat Sekiro still got game of the year yeah I, I guess that's a little bit different isn't it because that's a much larger game so I mean how far did they get right how far did they get Xbox Game Studios is now officially the highest rated and most awarded publisher of 2021. Yeah, and I'm telling you, if you take Deathloop out of the equation, if you take Deathloop out of the equation, because it got it got absolutely ridiculous treatment, nothing. They wouldn't be able to claim that. You take those 31 awards away from Deathloop, subtract most of them, because most of them were completely undeserved. And they're not. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't have the most awards. Absolutely not. Returnal got me through the sicky, uh, incredible game. Can't wait for the DLC. Yeah, I'm very excited for the Returnal DLC. Very excited. I truly appreciate Returnal, but I'm just not good at games and roguelites like Dead Cells. Uh, good ones have them. Does Hades have a save point? Does Binding of Isaac have a save feature? I mean, auto save points. I love the game. I'm fairly certain that Hades and Binding of Isaac don't have a save feature. Hey, we bought these companies. We get credit for everything they created before we bought them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, they bought Deathloop. And they get credit for all those awards. You bought the developer of Deathloop after the game was already finished. You don't get credit for that. They didn't even fund that game, did they? Who published Deathloop? I don't think it was them. They just bought the developer after the fact. Hades does actually so you can be mid dungeon right outside of a boss room you can save it and come back later in Hades that's a thing how do people not absolutely cheese that then isn't that cheesable can't you go dupe the save file I'm, I'm sure people do then Hades does but it's not as good as Returnal well Hades is an incredibly praised and lauded rogue so I mean that that might be subjective to you Hades is a very very highly praised award winning rogue you can leave and come back to the same room later really see it's my understanding that a lot of the rogues don't do this for that particular reason is the fact that people can cheese saves a reason to remove quality of life no, that's a good question. I mean, you're classifying as quality of life, and I'm seeing it as intrinsic to the genre. Yeah, there'll be a Lono Hilly Returnal night for sure. It'll be hilarious. We'll, we will not. We will not get very far. Well, I'll have. I'll be. I'll be carrying for sure. <laughs> save gets deleted when you load a save like that. Not if you dupe it. Not a save file, just a progress save. A lot of rogues do it. You keep saying a lot of rogues do it and people have listed Hades. Is there Are there any other rogues that like, you can literally save it, you're right outside the boss room, right? You save it and you come back later. You play rogues, some of them do it. Well, now you're saying some. Is it a lot or is it some? Like, my understanding is the majority of rogues don't do that. Because then it can be a cheese. People just cheese it. Because oh, think about it on the Xbox. You're saved outside the room. You go in. The run's going bad. You brute quit. You brute force quit the game, and then you just go back. 
When the game resume, it starts at the exact spot. Gunfire Reborn? Returnal was about unlocking shortcuts to the different areas after you beat the game to do another run. You can get to the fourth area in about 15 minutes. Yeah, but you're not going to be strong. You're not going to have any health. That was always my frustration with Biome 3 in Returnal. What's good, Hex? If I didn't beef up in, in Biome 1 and 2, I wouldn't have any health or damage to speak of when I got to Biome 3. Sure, I could shortcut my way there, but I'd be weak as frick. Some of them are cheesable. Finding of Isaac, if you quit the game, you can continue from the last room you're in. Really? See, I... Okay, so I'll grant you guys the point that you're making, that there are other rogues that do it. I was ignorant about that. My assumption and understanding of rogues was, that's not a thing. Because you can cheese that. You can basically you can basically get around the true consequences of the rogue. And Returnal avoided it for that reason. Because as I said earlier, you li- you cannot replicate the feeling of of the foreboding fear and adrenaline. You cannot you cannot get away from that feeling if you can be like, oh, this fight's going poorly. Let me force quit the game and try again. You're not playing a rogue if you're doing that. You're not. You're cheating. Okay. I I would tell you that to your face. If you're brute force quitting the game because your run at the boss is going bad and you get to go back and try again, you're cheating. You're not playing a rogue. That's not a rogue. You're turning it into just a traditional game with a save feature. Like, that's why Returnal didn't have a save feature because that's what people would have done and it would have removed so much, so much of what makes the game good. It takes two... Got 47 awards, Resident Evil Village 40, 26 to Deathloop, Forza 22, Metroid Dread 21, Halo Infinite 19, Returnal 15, Ratchet and Clank 14, Psychonauts 10, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy 8. So Returnal is in the top 7 as far as awards that they've received. That's, I don't know. Imagine it's also hard to code to make it cheesable. It's like Hades in that it's a rogue, rogue, but that's about it. I think brute force quit tends to not save it, but duplication can be an issue. Don't know why my phone put that twice. Yeah, it's fine. True, but I think most people want a save feature to be able to say, I have to go to my crying baby. No, and and I 100% get that, Camille. I 100% get that. That is, and that's why when Robert asked his question, I was like, okay, that's a good question. Because it is a quality of life issue for a lot of people. They're like, bro, bro, there's the, the pizza's at the door. Like, you know, somebody's calling me on the phone. My kid needs help. Or like, I, I, I gotta go. I got an appointment. I, I didn't know I was gonna have such a good run. Think about it. If you have a really good run in Returnal, you're two hours in. Look at what happened to me that one day. I had to play all the way to dinner. It was like, I can't throw this run away. It's legendary. Well, but if I had a real traditional schedule that impinged impinged on that, I wouldn't have been able to keep going. I'd have had to put the game down. It would have been a huge bummer. Now, I could have, like, tried to put myself in a safe room and, like, leave the PlayStation on, but that's not really an answer. So I get it. It's like, okay, it's a quality of life issue. Run is going bad. You brute force quit, and you shouldn't have a save. Right. Psychonauts got 15. What are you talking about? I'm just looking at the link that that Sven posted. I don't know where it's from. The Halo Awards. The Halo Awards are totally legit. Missing features gets awards. 
yeah, yeah, is only judged by the merits of the of the of the campaign and not the the abysmal state that the multiplayer launched in. Yeah, that's not media darling Microsoft paid for treatment. Uh huh. Sure, <laughs> sure. You literally launched a multiplayer game in beta, missing features, and it ran incredibly poorly. But you know what? You're Microsoft, so you write a good enough check, and we'll give you a bunch of noms. It, it's it's it, so illegitimate. So many of those noms were illegitimate, man. Halo de- Halo did not deserve about about half the praise it got was undeserved, and the other half's questionable. The campaign was fine; it was good, but. $500 million budget and a AAA title. It was a freaking joke. If you had done that, you know, the PS5 would have done a system software update and closed your game. <laughs> Are you still there? There's an update. We're going to install it without your permission. Elden Ring should have won last year. Our Lost Ark server's down. I've been kicked. I got in this morning to do my daily donation. I missed a couple days. I think I missed two days, but I logged in to do my daily donation to the guild and it was working, but that was hours ago. The expectation was set low. They didn't launch a multiplayer without multiplayer. Uh, cough, No Man's Sky. Why? Well, yeah, but did No Man's Sky get a bunch of nominations the year that it came out? No. Uh, still trash though no didn't play <laughs> yeah yeah I, I i've i've never once said that psychonauts 2 is is trash i played it i i i thought it got i thought it got overpraised i didn't think it was that good i thought it was okay right calling a game trash that you've never touched it's just kind of silly lost ark's doing unscheduled maintenance right now okay there's your answer uh they were down way earlier this morning for a few for a hot fix okay uh, trying to pop my neck. I didn't look. I just realized it's from our favorite journalist. You mean our favorite, like, our favorite fraud blogger? <laughs> no Man's Sky only got the biggest disappointment nominations its first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the awards it got. Man, we might be able to squeak. We might be able to squeak into 300 viewers, guys. Give me 10 more likes. Give me 10 more likes on the video. Cast those votes, man. Casso's votes. We 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 spent a, a significant amount of time away from variety gaming news, and uh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bit of a slog getting back into it. Uh, all that Elden Ring coverage has been super fun, but we can't become an Elden Ring channel. We simply cannot. So we've gotta we've gotta start to put the uh, put the put the train back on the tracks. And boy oh boy, are we getting our nuts crushed this morning. Uh, I know that's uh, what I'm doing. Psychonauts 2 was really fun. It reminded me of the games I used to play during my childhood. Um, I didn't have anything against Psychonauts 2. I just felt like you have to think about things contextually, right? Contextually, in the year 2021, I think it was very important to recognize the games that stepped out onto the next-gen platform first and did things that were unprecedented. I think that deserves far more recognition and praise than some sequel. It's why, in hindsight, I kind of accepted a lot of people being like, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, it's okay that it didn't get a ton of awards, because it was just sort of the continuation of a franchise. Yes, it was beautiful, and yes, it did things on next-gen that were worthy of praise, but... 
this is why I think Returnal got completely robbed. If you think about the context and what 2021 represented in gaming, Returnal deserved way more praise and way more recognition. Why? Virtually no next-gen titles launched last year. Almost none. So in that hemisphere, what did Returnal do? It did way more than Ratchet and Clank and Forza Horizon did. And it didn't get enough praise. Why? Because the review outlets couldn't get far enough in the game. Rissick with a 20 spot. Here's your money, Lono. LOL, I made sure to make it today. Keep up the great work and the awesome content. Thank you very much, Rissick. I appreciate that. A brand new genre to announce the new gen. Yeah, like, that is significant in gaming. Like, Returnal is a significant game. It deserves to be recognized for that. Like, a sequel to Psychonauts? A sequel to Resident Evil? A sequel to Forza? No! This is literally what we always complain about in the industry. We always complain about this. Just another this, just another that, just this again with new features. It's just a little bit prettier. And then Returnal walks out, and it's like... what? Because we couldn't get far enough in the game, we're we're not going to give it media darling treatment. But if, if Microsoft touches the game with like a blunt scrub brush like Halo and it barely like Halo hobbles out of the starting blocks just hobbles out onto the field in a year where next gen titles are launching Halo Infinite literally hobbles out of the starting block and gets a bunch of media darling treatment and praise and award nominations it, it's so suspect how do you not look at that and think well this is suspicious like not only is Microsoft American-owned and Game Awards is, and the Game re- Review outlets are largely driven by American journalism, in quotations, journalism. You don't think that's suspicious at all? You don't, you don't find that suspicious? But the Japanese-owned platform struggles to get that kind of treatment and recognition? I mean, PlayStation dominates Game of the Year awards year after year, but last year it was like... It was it was almost like oh poor Microsoft man poor Microsoft we gotta we gotta give them some good treatment with Deathloop and Halo. Well, and Forza deserved praise. I mean, it was amazing, but I don't know. I found it to be incredibly suspicious. It was like Halo does not does not deserve any of this. It doesn't. They have a massive budget, and they got Microsoft behind them. And they delayed their game, and this thing barely limps out of the starting block, and we're all just, like, clapping. Like, good for you! It's like, it doesn't make any sense. I don't think I'm allowed to make Papa Halo jokes anymore, uh, since I never touched the game. (laughs) Halo's one of the biggest franchises of all time. Of course, they're going to get a lot of attention. That's not justification of praise, though. I mean, think about it. Look at what happened to Cyberpunk, right? All eyes on Cyberpunk. Why? Witcher 3 was amazingly successful. Hey, somebody else ordered some coffee and I missed it. Three bags of dark roast to Eugene. Thank you, Eugene. To be fair, I think people were so hyped about Infinite that the game journalism would have been a little afraid to criticize it. They clearly weren't paying attention if that's the case. Halo was getting shredded at the time by the community. Like Jay Z dropping an album, it's going to flourish. Period. Not necessarily. I mean, that's not always the case with music. With music, 
I'm gonna say it. Halo was the second biz- dis- second biggest disappointment after Cyberpunk. Right, like, think about Cyberpunk. There were so many eyes on Cyberpunk because of the hype, because of the delay, because of the developer. And it got deservedly shredded. Just absolutely shredded. And Halo should have been shredded in a similar way. Halo should not have gotten the media pass. It just shouldn't. And they were and they were really sneaky with how they did it. They were really sneaky. They released the campaign totally separate. All the review outlets only review that. They just review the campaign. So anytime you see like review headlines for Halo, you're not seeing the entire game being reviewed. You're seeing the campaign being reviewed. Halo multiplayer was just in an absolute shambles. The battle pass was terrible. The progression was terrible. The there, there was an entire playlist that didn't work right. The structure of the challenges was terrible. There was missing features. There was missing game modes. Like so and so none of that gets to touch the reviews. That's just all off the table. You know what I'm saying? Like, well that doesn't really count. What? That would be like if Returnal would have launched and Biome 3, 4, and 5 would have been a glitch-riddled mess. And people would have been like, well, that's not, it doesn't really count because that's just the end game. Wait, what? No, that's part of the game. Cyberpunk was a buggy mess. Had content if you could get past the bugs, though. I couldn't agree more. Halo 3, I regard it as the best of all time in the franchise, but Infinite just feels beta to me. Anything with the words battle and pass sends red flags? I don't know. They uh, they they did a great job with the battle pass in the in the Master Chief collection. Jay Z's last album sold less than 400k. I haven't played either of these games, but how do you guys think Halo is actually? Do you think actually is worse than Battlefield? No. Nope. They reviewed both. Mo. None of the reviews that I saw talked about multiplayer. You go to Metacritic. You go to any of the outlets. It's the single player. It's the campaign. That's where all the scores are all the headlines you know all the all the scores like all the nominations they weren't getting nominated for awards because of their multiplayer they were getting nominated because of the because of the campaign and what people said about the campaign same with Elden Ring no review mentioned the performance no they all mentioned the performance you didn't read the reviews if you think that I read all of the Elden Ring reviews and they all said on the PC early on there was issues with frame rate Digital Foundry said even the consoles are in the 40 to 60 range. And then the day one patch made things worse and a couple of the review outlets were like we didn't have that experience when we played it and the one review outlet changed his his score to a wait for a sale. So yes, performance issues were mentioned in the Elden Ring reviews and it was that there's periodic frame stutters or frame issues and it largely goes away with the, you know the further you play and then digital foundry even said there the, the frame rate is not rock solid 60 on the PS5 and the Series X it lands in the 40 to 60 we all knew going in day 1 there was performance issues with frame rate i knew because i read the reviews they didn't take a, a ton of points away is is would be a better way of saying it they didn't like knock the game down a ton of points because of frame issues. They were like, it's an amazing game. Player population tells you everything you need to know. A 9 out of 10 multiplayer experience wouldn't be this dead three months after launch. I know many that did both. Mo, I covered Halo as a as a as a piece of the media. 
and I struggled to find any reviews that included multiplayer. The minute the single player campaign embargo dropped, that's th- that's all the reviews were about. It, it was actually, I'll give it to them. It was really smart and it was really creative. Microsoft knew they were like, the campaign's good. We did good work here. It flows well. Great soundtrack. Great story. Skillup described it as being a safe story. I don't think that's I don't think that's a mark against it, right? And then you have everybody review that. So all your headlines for Halo are really positive, and that squashed all of the multiplayer community outcry about how bad the multiplayer was. That took a back seat. I was covering the game extensively at that time. I I did not see almost any of the reviews touching multiplayer. It wasn't even mentioned. Metacritic literally has it listed separately. It's not... You cannot go to Metacritic right now and get a review of Halo Infinite. You can get a review of the Halo Infinite campaign, and you can get a review of the Halo Infinite multiplayer. When has that ever been done before? When? So, like, when when the latest Call of Duty comes out, are they, like, are are they separating the reviews like that? They might be doing it now with the way they do Warzone and everything. But traditionally, that's never that's never been a thing. They said it's it's hundred percent separated. Agree to disagree. Oh, what are you, oh, you're talking? You're not talking to me, Sven. Um. Uh. You beat the tri- tree sentinel with one health point. Good job. Um. Is there separate now, same as Warzone and Call of Duty? But they're not separate. Yeah, because you install them separately, they're separate. <sighs> Multi is free and separate now. I yeah, I know, I know. I, I I find it to be I find it to be sleight of hand. I find it to be sleight of hand. I I don't I don't I don't like it. If I can get in and get a game quick, it's not dead. I mean, I don't think that's a very strong argument. <laughs> I, I, I can go play games with very, very small population, right? And that doesn't mean that the game's not, you know, well, maybe not dead. Dead's, dead's an extreme word, like in decline. Like, a game is in decline for sure. Uh, listen, this the, the reason I'm bringing this up because with respect to Returnal, okay? The reason I'm bringing this up is 2021 was a turning point in the industry when you had games like Returnal, Ratchet and Clank, and Forza launching. Why? Because they were next-gen titles that really pushed the envelope with graphical fidelity, performance, and new features. Okay? So, that's the issue I take with last year and and the treatment that Deathloop got and the treatment that Halo Infinite got. Returnal should have been crowned like last year's victor in so many ways. In so many ways. It stands apart last year. And again, I'm telling you, the review outlets should have went back and revisited the game and adjusted and updated all of their reviews they should have done what I did they should have done what I did they should have after the game got rebalanced they should have went back and played it potentially got farther beat it potentially got more story elements and they would have all changed their tune they would have been like 
this this game is far better it's far greater than we originally gave it credit for and it des- it deserves it deserves a whole lot more praise Deadly was okay, but I don't think it deserved a lot of the praise. I'm telling you, the the games. I, listen, this is this is what gets frustrating. Is because I'll talk like this and people act like I'm like anti Microsoft. I'm traditionally a more Microsoft leaning gamer. Okay, I used to be accused of being a Microsoft fanboy. I'm not a fanboy of either platform. Okay. I try to look at games about as objectively as I can. And when I looked at Deathloop objectively, Halo Infinite objectively, and Psychonauts 2 objectively, I didn't think that they warranted the praise they got. I was like, these are fine games. They're good games. The Halo multiplayer was good. I'm sorry, the Halo single player campaign was good. There was nothing about the Halo Infinite single player campaign. There was nothing about Deathloop. And there was nothing about Psychonauts 2 that deserved just an unbelievably just a ridiculous amount of media darling crazy praise treatment I just it, no absolutely not I can see the Sony check had extra zeros today it just didn't I walk into 2021 I expected greatness from the games that launched we had been waiting things had been delayed we have next gen consoles it's time for greatness and when I played Returnal and when I played Ratchet and Clank I saw it I was like okay this is pushing the envelope forward now to be fair my bias with Ratchet and Clank I didn't play the previous titles so I didn't see how far they moved the needle in their sequel other people more familiar with that franchise were like it was great graphics were amazing the rift and, and all that the rifting and all that was amazing but it was very similar to the one that, that, that preceded it. And I was like, okay, all right. I, was, I, didn't, I didn't play it, so my praise of that game might have been a little higher than others. So, you know, I'll own that bias, okay? When I played the Halo campaign, and when I played Deathloop, and when I played Psychonauts 2, I didn't see anything worthy of the way that the media treated it. What I saw was... If Microsoft is attached to it, we're going to be really generous and we're going to be really nice. Why? Because Microsoft owns a junk ton of developers and that holds sway over the press. Because if you want to cover a litany of titles coming out over the next couple of years, you better stay in good with Microsoft. The power that Microsoft can now wield over the press is significant. Ratchet didn't do crap. What Psychonauts 2 do? Outline it for me, Mo. At a technical level, what did Psychonauts 2 do that was revolutionary or new? Because I can actually point to technical things they did in Ratchet that you can't, I don't think you can do in Psychonauts 2. Do it for me. Outline the technical advancements that, that Psychonauts 2 pushed within the realm of next gen, performance, graphical fidelity, or features in a game. What did Psychonauts 2 do? I want to know. What did Halo Infinite do? What did, what did your glorious Microsoft games do? What did, what did Deathloop do that was so revolutionary and so game-changing? What? I want to know. Psychonauts 2 deserved every bit of praise. It had uh, invincible easy mode, so all the outlets beat the game for the first time. Microsoft is a bad guy? Are you serious? It's a simple question, Mo. It's a simple question. If you're going to assert that Ratchet and Clank didn't do crap, then I want you to argue, what did Psychonauts 2 do 
that was that was impressive in the realm of next gen graphical fidelity or features or things that we've never seen before what did it do what did halo infinite do what did deathloop do these glorious microsoft titles that are being touted as like look how many awards we got last year okay i want you to outline what they did then because i can outline what returnal did i can outline what ratchet and clank did in the realm of moving things forward at a technological level i can do it i can even do it with uh i can do it with forza and i can do it with resident evil village i don't think you can do it with psychonauts 2 or halo infinite it's just another title slightly prettier than the last I don't think you need to do something to be a good game. Elden Ring has done something new in its game of the year. Yeah, Elden Ring has done something new. They took their genre and they expanded into the open world. That's like what uh, what Breath of the Wild did. That That's worthy of praise. It doesn't necessarily have to do something within the realm of next gen. But to, I'm pushing back on him saying Ratchet and Clank didn't do crap. And it's like, come on, come on. Microsoft titles get fine tooth comb, PlayStation gets biggest pass in the world, or you'll get blacklisted. What? Where? Where do you see evidence of that? You're kind of taking an extreme side here. They only got rewards because bloggers are scared of upsetting Microsoft. Have you paid any attention to when these outlets are honest about games? Have you ever paid any attention to it? It's never when it's a big title. Did you, do, do we need to go back and look at how they all talked about cyberpunk? Like, look at the way they treated Halo. How can you possibly sit here and tell me with a straight face that the way Halo got treated was not a direct correlation to the fact that it's, it's Microsoft title? Come on. Halo was bad. As a launch, it was bad. Multiplayer launched in beta, missing features with bugs and glitches and significant problems. And look at the treatment that it got. The the single player campaign launched without co-op and the ability to replay missions at a harder difficulty. Two foundational, industry-defining, franchise-defining features, and they just weren't there. And the media's like, oh, it's just this excellent so good master chief's back what the frick it was weak it was good but it was weak it wasn't that strong you you think halo got that treatment just because people genuinely thought it was at that level of greatness and i'm not anti-microsoft i'm not the rift thing psychonauts did it too that's not what I asked. I asked, what did Psychonauts 2 do? If you're going to claim that Ratchet & Clank didn't do anything, Ratchet & Clank did things that I've never experienced in a game before. Seamlessness between cinematic Pixar-level cutscenes right into gameplay. There's, I've never played a game that's done that. I've never played a game that has used instantaneous load times to take me through a rift into a brand new area. I've never played a game that's done that, ever. They, in fact, they said they couldn't even do it on the PS4. So... It's not technologically possible that Psychonauts 2 did something like that. It isn't possible. It, because it, it, it's literally linked to the data controller and the SSD and the PS5. It's a specific technological thing that they tapped into. 
I'm not sitting here trying to create a Microsoft versus Sony narrative, but to act like Microsoft titles weren't treated with kid gloves last year, I don't think you're paying attention. I can play a game like Halo Infinite and enjoy it. I played Psychonauts 2 and I enjoyed it. I played Deathloop and I kind of enjoyed it for a while. I found there to be actual design problems with the game. So did Skill Up. Right? He, he actually pointed out a litany of things I didn't even point out. But I didn't approach any of those games thinking of them as like, oh, it's a Microsoft title. But when I saw Deathloop get the media darling treatment, I got really suspicious. I was like, what the frick is going on? And then I saw the nominations and I was like, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Some, something's going on here. <laughs> Halo Infinite, same deal. We sat for weeks and ripped and criticized and complained about Halo Infinite and the state that it launched in and they launched a good, not great, they launched a good campaign and they got praised as if they had they had ascended to some height of greatness it made no sense I, no other game would get away with that my PS5 isn't plugged in, that's saying something yeah, that you have bad taste like what, is that what it states? I mean, that's a jab. That's a jab, but what do you mean? Why isn't it plugged in? Wait. <laughs> has, has an amazing log of titles you could be playing. Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut. Death Stranding Director's Cut. Spider-Man Miles Morales. The most commercially successful game like months and months and months in a row. I'm sorry you have bad taste. What'd you buy the thing for? Why aren't you playing any games on it? Returnal. Ratchet and Clank. Like, what? <laughs> Demon Souls Remaster the frick did you buy the thing for you think it's pretty like did you play all those games i mean you might have i mean you might have working from home and and the and the sickie that keeps everybody at home you might have just crushed every game in existence might have lost his power cable (laughs) can't hear what's cracking my youtube went down it's separate dev companies that make those good handful of PlayStation exclusives that are good, not Sony themselves. That would lose those companies and therefore none good games. But based... I don't... Yeah, you ran out of text. Just because Ratchet uses new tech doesn't make it better. In my opinion, Psychonauts had a much better story, character, and concepts. Okay, but Chris, here's the thing. Now you're getting into subjectivity judgment of art, and that's not what I was doing. That's not what I was doing. Mo said Ratchet didn't do crap. That is provably false. It's demonstrably false. There are objective things that Ratchet and Clank did in the realm of game design that had never been done before. You can talk about the story. You can talk about the fact that it's too samey to its predecessors. That's subjective judgment of art. I'm talking about technical measurable things. Basic just science and math applied to say... There are things that they did with this game that was unprecedented. This is new. So to say they didn't do crap is is not accurate. 
I hear you praise load times of Ratchet, but that sounds like it's a PS5 advancement, not so much a game advancement. No, that's not true. The developers went into detail about things they did with Ratchet that wasn't possible on the PS4. The developers themselves tapped into the power of the PS5 and did new things, and it affected immersion. It affected gameplay. It affected the way that the world worked and ran. It, it was it was amazing. I, I, I was playing that game. I was like, I've never played a game like this. Like, and I didn't grow up with the PlayStation, didn't grow up on Ratchet and Clank. It wasn't some nostalgia factor firing Halo fans. It wasn't some, like, allegiance to the platform thing firing. I'm usually leaning to Microsoft with my console and my gameplay over the last couple of years. It was just genuine joy. It was like, this is amazing. It was amazing. And again, at a technical level, I'm talking about if you're going to sit here and say Ratchet didn't do anything then my question was what did Psychonauts do? That doesn't mean that Psychonauts didn't have things that were good about it. You gotta understand the argument that I'm making. The argument that I'm making is if you're gonna assert that Ratchet didn't do anything or that Returnal didn't do anything what do you got? A a, a shoddy multiplayer launch a good campaign in Halo that didn't do anything to advance the franchise with respect to like graphics and gameplay it's just a good it's just a good looking Halo okay? And then Psychonauts 2 and Deathloop. None of those games did anything either. So you're cherry picking. Like, well, they didn't do anything. Well, I can actually point to technical things that Returnal and Ratchet and Clank did in the year where next gen should have mattered. And if you trot out Halo Infinite, Deathloop, and Psychonauts 2, I'm laughing at the complete lack of next gen advancement in those games. I'm laughing at them. They're just new games. There's nothing about them that moved the needle forward at all. They register a zero on the next-gen scale. They do. Like, look at Halo. Come on. Good game. Yes. Feels good. Yes. I like the multiplayer. I played it quite a bit. I thought the campaign was good. But did it did it do anything at all in the realm of next-gen? The minute you want to step on the battlefield and start talking about what Psychonauts 2 did or what Ratchet and Clank did and Returnal did, all those Microsoft titles are going to slide off the table. They did nothing in the realm of next gen. Zero. Nothing. Nilch. There's nothing there. Nilch? Nil? Zilch. I made up a new word. Nilch. Year after year, generation after generation, I guess the better company just finishes second. (laughs) I completely agree with the point on the Xbox games, Lono. They weren't groundbreaking, just visual updates. But I stick with Ratchet, just profiting from better hardware. PS5 was amazing, not the game. I that the, the way you slice that, it just blows my mind, Abe. So, <laughs> what? So, so, <laughs> so the developers see the potential in the PS5 decide to tap into it, add features and gameplay experiential things, and only launch the game on PS5 and you see that as well, they're just profiting from the hardware it's not actually that great what? what does that what does that even mean? That that, 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 blo- that literally blows my mind. That feels so laden with bias. It's like, I'm not going to give the game any credit. Why? Well, it's just because the hardware is better, really. What? 
So is the Xbox Series X that inferior of a console? Why couldn't Halo tap into all the greatness of the Xbox Series X? Why? Are you are you passively and accidentally asserting that the Series X is a severely inferior console? <laughs> is that what you just accidentally did? Well, hey, Ratchet's not that great. It's just it's PS5. It's all the PS5's credit. It's like every time a really good game comes out for the PS5 with amazing new features and instantaneous load times and amazing graphical fidelity or whatever the case may be, whatever ends up happening. Let's say they do a Spider-Man, you know, into the Spider-Verse game and they take all that great stuff they learned from Ratchet and they do this amazing just rift and times opening up and everything's colliding. You're like, well, it's not really a great game. It's just a great console. What the frick? I'm not a supporter of any consoles. I only own a PC. Only launching games on PS5 currently is a big loss for companies. This is not even available in many countries. Yeah, and the market saturation for the PS5 is nowhere near the PS4. Who's still making cross-gen and who's not? Uh, they're both still making cross-gen. Did you not... Weren't, weren't you, were you here for the debates, Mo, about Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok? They're both still making cross-gen. There will come a time where Sony stops. I think that I think that can's getting kicked further down the road because of the chip shortages continuing, and all the crap going on in Russia certainly isn't going to help. Consumer-friendly business choices. Microsoft is just better. I've grown up on both Xbox and PlayStation my whole life. Consumer-friendly business choices. Microsoft is just better. I don't. I, I don't think so. I think they both. I think they both do good things. Halo was the last cross-gen. Wait, so let me get this straight, Mo. Because I actually don't know about this. So going forward, is is are there not going to be any more cross-gen titles on, on Xbox? Is that true? Halo is not the last cross-gen game. Yeah, you gotta educate me here. I don't think that's accurate. I think Mo's point is that, as you pointed out, Xbox doesn't have next-gen exclusives, so they can't take full advantage of the next-gen hardware. Oh, I mean, but but again, but again, I I don't think that that's that doesn't that's not a get out of jail free card. In 2021, I think both Returnal and Ratchet and Clank deserved more praise for the fact that they stepped out onto the next-gen landscape and tapped into it in an ambitious and creative way. It wasn't acknowledged nearly enough. And the fact that games like Psychonauts 2, Halo Infinite, and Deathloop didn't do any of that should have, in some measure, been held against them. I'm not saying that you completely knock them off the table for nominations. What I'm saying is, it has to be considered especially for Halo. Deathloop, we'll set that one aside. That's an artistic style decision. Same thing with Psychonauts. Okay, I'll let you take those off the table and say, listen, artistic design here, there's not going to be much next-gen graphical fidelity you can do with these games because of the artistic design. I would make similar artistic design defenses of Elden Ring. I think those would be fair defenses. But in the realm of Halo, what the f- What? That, that game should have been mind-blowing on the Series X. It should have looked amazing. And they just decided they weren't going to do that. And it launched with considerable amount of problems. Why does it have to be considered? Don't just assert it. 
Oh, I mean, I argued it earlier. Okay, so you might have missed this. I When the next-gen consoles come into the landscape, I think when the developer takes the risk of tapping into the new technology and limiting their launch reach, that has to be considered when you wait and score the game. Why? Because of the cost, the risk, the ambition, and the subsequent quality and value that the consumer gets to enjoy when the developers do that. It moves the industry forward. So Returnal, made by Housemark, and Ratchet and Clank, made by Insomniac, should have been given more credit for that aspect of what they did. Gaming is evolving in 2021. That should have been more heavily considered. That's my position, and that's how I argue it. to, To ignore those things, I think, is to act as if there isn't a... There's not like a meta narrative going on. There's an overarching narrative in gaming, and those games are carrying that trajectory higher. So you want to incentivize risk taking. Right. This Zubair is consistent with my issue with people that were unwilling to spend the extra $10 for the upgrade in all the features in the Tsushima director's cut and the $10 for Forbidden West. Why? You're incentivizing companies to put more and do more in the games. We constantly complain about games just being blasé, just being a sequel, not really moving the needle forward. And then when games do it, we don't give them enough credit and we're not willing to pay for it. As a, as a community and as an industry, that's so self-defeating. That's so contradictory to act like it's just, it doesn't look good. It's not as pretty. Like, they're not moving the needle forward enough. It's just a sequel. And then when companies do it, it's not recognized enough. Or people don't even want to pay for it. They'll take a loophole to save $10 or gripe and complain about having to pay $10 for extra features in Tsushima. I have both those games on PS5. This guy's full of it. I'm out. If you're that easily ruffled and you're going to leave, then you wouldn't have stayed here long anyway. So your contribution and weakness will not be missed. Man really likes Sony. Not. what are you talking about? I like games. I'm sorry that right now on the landscape of games, the games that have been doing it well and getting tons of praise, I'm sorry that they're not landing on Microsoft. That's not my fault. That's not my fault. You actually changed my mind, you jerk. I hate it when people do that. I'm on board. Like, when I look at Microsoft, they're not doing anything right now. They might. They might. Keep in mind, I consistently praise Microsoft for their business strategy. And I say they're they're a leviathan. They're a sleeping giant. I think they're going to change the industry over the next five years. They're going to become the Netflix of gaming. I consistently praise Microsoft for what they do well. But in the realm of games hitting excellence, whether it's Spider-Man or Miles Morales or Tsushima or Death Stranding or Forbidden West or the, 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 the Demon Souls remake or Returnal or Ratchet and Clank, Sony is landing haymakers at consistently. Consistently landing haymakers. And Microsoft is buying titles. And then those titles get very strange media darling treatment. Deathloop got really crazy media darling treatment. Psychonauts 2 
What is all this? What's going on here? These titles aren't that impressive. They don't stack up to the other titles I just listed. That has nothing to do with allegiance to a platform. I'm just a gamer. I have a Nintendo Switch, I have a PS5, I have a Series X, and I have a couple of gaming rigs. I'm just a gamer. I love playing video games, and when I objectively look at these titles, they do not stack up, and yet they're treated as if they do. They're treated as if they do. That's my issue. I think the $10 for Horizon Forbidden West was due to them showing that the default was 69 in the web store. PS4 users may think that the price for the PS4 version, did someone want Loophole to pay less? Sure. I think mo- there was even articles encouraging people to do it. There, 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 was even, there was even people encouraging people to do it. There hasn't been an exclusive Xbox, uh, there hasn't been an incredible Xbox exclusive in so long. It's almost as if the reviewers have a reason to stay on Microsoft good side and give them higher praise than they deserve. What would you do if your livelihood depended on early access to video games and you saw th- this Leviathan company just gobbling up developers? You don't think that would play a part in how you slant your reviews? They're buying up developers. What are we going to do? If we're not kind to Halo, if we're not kind to Deathloop or Psychonauts 2, well, I mean, we're <laughs> that could hurt our standing with Microsoft. Microsoft's going to own half the industry in a couple of years if we're not if we if we don't if they don't get stopped. They you don't think Activision Blizzard that deal? You don't think Microsoft swooping in and buying them is going to sway the press? Every single time Microsoft's going to be touching a, a, a title, I guarantee you the press is going to be very, very kid gloves. I'm not weak. I'm just not under the whole fanboy echo chamber. You think this is an echo chamber as I sit here and debate openly back and forth with long-standing members of the community who are huge uh, Microsoft and Xbox fans? You, Yeah, unsubscribe leave you're not welcome here like if you're going to categorize me as a pony boy very intellectual argument by the way and call this an echo chamber as i sit and have open dialogue with people that disagree with me do you know the definition of an echo chamber you should probably go look it up because you're still here and nobody banned you for disagreeing with me you just don't have the strength and the wherewithal to debate me so you opt out and insult me on your way out which is an ad hominem way to argue which is an argumentative fallacy go look that one up too because it seems like you need to look up the definitions of words and terms before using them look at me echoing Lono as I disagree with his debate points a bunch of yes men yeah who says nilch <laughs> I said I said nilch Am I a fanboy if I own all consoles plus a PC? People shouldn't be able to make game journalism their sole form of income if that's the outcome. That's not what it's meant to be. This is a good debate? Yeah, this has been a great debate. We welcome debate here. But you want to bow out and call me a Sony fanboy? That's just weak. Rudeness is the weak man's imitation of strength. You're just being rude and insulting. I guess my issue with this is, says Sandy, is that we are slandering all gaming journalists as not having integrity. Okay, well, that's not my intention, Sandy. That's not my intention. But it's their livelihood. It's their livelihood. So I'm asking the question. This is all I did. I said, you don't think that plays a part. 
They're watching Microsoft gobble up developers. Just gobble them up. You don't think that plays a part in how they review Microsoft games? I'm not saying they lack integrity. I'm not going that far. See, something that I have always tried to model is I ask questions and I press in. I don't just jump to conclusions and labels. Well, gaming journalists are liars and have no integrity. No, 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 no. That's not the kind of content I put out there. I'm merely asking the question. You don't think that plays a part? You didn't see a trend last year? Because I saw a trend. Anything owned by Microsoft got really good treatment. Seemingly undeserved treatment in some regard. Survivor lacks integrity as an outlet. I mean, didn't they get bumped? Didn't they get bumped from Sony's stuff? You can play Horizon 2 and tell me that the game is a 65 fake reviews. Wait, wait, you can't play Horizon 2 and tell me that the game is a 65? I'm not sure what you're talking about, Mass Produce. You talking about people review bombing Forbidden West? I think Medium Rose has a better taste. Come at me, bro. Are they gobbling them up, though? Mo. Mo, I love you. Like, love you, love you. Would hug you in real life, love you. What the frick are you talking about? They... <laughs> oh, you want to compare them to a bigger fish? Microsoft's gobbling up developers, bro. Blizzard Activision? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> What? If that goes through? Mo. Mo. If that goes through, they're just <laughs> they're gobbling them up, baby. There's like there's like nobody left. No big players left. There's very few. There's very few big players left. If the Blizzard Activision acquisition goes through, homie, Microsoft is <laughs> They're going to own a, a, a literal portion of the industry. They're just going to... We got them. Holy moly. That's because Microsoft has bigger pockets. <laughs> that bill... That, that that acquisition will go through, by the way. It will. People are trying to stop it. Yeah, you, you won't be able to stop it. Ubisoft, EA, Square, the, are, the, are the truly big players left. Yeah, there's not very many. There's not very many. And Sony's going to try and snag some too. Listen, I'm not going to act like Sony's not doing the same thing. Sony's doing the same thing. They're trying to snag. They're trying to snag developers. Do they really lack integrity or is that their opinion? That's a false dichotomy, Mo. That's a false dichotomy. It's not. It's either their opinion or they lack integrity. No. No. They can be honest in their review and have a slant and a bias. They can be more favorable they can overlook things. Does that mean they have no integrity? No. I don't deal in this binary black and white language of the cancel mob of you either have integrity or you're a villain. You're either the devil or you're Jesus. Like, I, I don't buy into this. I am merely positing and pushing forward the idea that Microsoft gobbling up these developers and potentially Activision Blizzard is going to play a part in the way the press talks about their games. you To look at things objectively and to not see that the press was overwhelmingly kind to Deathloop, Halo, and Psychonauts 2, you can't look at that and be like, there's not something strange there. Look at the disparity between those games' official critic reviews and the public, and the disparity is significantly larger than the Sony titles. We did that the other day. We looked at Psychonauts 2, we looked at Halo Infinite, and we looked at, um, frick, Deathloop. 
and the disparity between the official review outlets and the users is 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 big. Why? Why do you think you look at the user review disparity from the actual game and the official reviews and the only one that's pretty far apart is Returnal. And a lot of those reviews was based on I can't save and they didn't know they bought a rogue. So if you take Returnal off the table, that doesn't happen with Sony titles. It doesn't. I went, I looked. I went, I looked. Review bombs. So everybody went and review bombed Halo Infinite. Everybody went and review bombed Psychonauts 2. Everybody went and review bombed uh, Deathloop. And a lot of the review bombs get purged. It, ha- it happened with a couple of the titles, and they go and they purge them. Sometimes, not all the time. <clears throat> What's wrong with Psychonauts 2, objectively? I didn't say there was anything wrong with it. I didn't say there's anything wrong with it. It got it got treated extreme got treated extremely well. It, I, it got talked about like like a game that I didn't play. I was like I didn't play a game that that looked and felt like that. Is 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 a good game, and it got talked about like it was an amazing game. Returnal's the best the best next gen showcase so far. Agree. I think I think Ratchet and Clank is a great next gen showcase as well. I do. I think it was I think it was too similar to previous Ratchet games, which is what kind of hurt it in the runnings for a lot of the awards. But I think at a technical level, yes, it was a great a great next gen showcase. I think the next really big next gen showcase is going to be for Spoken. I th- I was worried about for Spoken. I really was. I was like, ah, it looks like a tech demo. It doesn't look good. But buddy, that new trailer, ooh wee, for Spoken. I think Forspoken is going to be the next big next-gen, you know, bombshell. It's going to be a good one. And as a, as as an as an alleged Sony fanboy, I was pretty hard on Forspoken in the early days. It's like it doesn't look that good. It looks like a freaking tech demo. It doesn't look very good at all. I kept telling people, I was like, I don't know. I even said when it got delayed, I was like, yeah, it probably is not launching this year. And then they showed that trailer, and I was like, okay, okay, okay. Like, I feel very differently about that game. Poor Psychonauts 2 getting crapped on, didn't even do anything wrong. And again, I, yeah, I'm not crapping. I'm saying there was just a clear... I just feel like there was a very, very clear, like, lean. You're looking forward to Ghostwire Tokyo? I was pretty hard on that game, too. I think Ghostwire Tokyo looks very, very boring, and I, I'm, I'm open to having my mind changed. But that's another Sony title that I haven't been very kind to. I'm like, I don't think it looks good at all. I haven't heard a lot about what Forspoken is. Can you bring me up in loops? Uh, open world action adventure game. You're a, a girl that gets yanked out of your reality into another reality and you harness all these powers. It kind of reminds me of Infamous Second Son and and Horizon Zero Dawn kind of smashed together. The bosses, the bosses change. Oh my gosh, the bosses changed my mind. They look like Horizon Zero Dawn and Dark Souls had a baby. The bosses look incredible. Ghostwire is a Microsoft title? I thought it was a Sony title. Yeah, I thought Ghostwire was a Sony title. I guess I was wrong about that. Sorry. This has been a great discussion, by the way. Like, if you've never been here before... This is what we do. This is what we do. We didn't really meet a lot of new people today. We really didn't drive, you know, amazing, amazing results. But the chat was exactly what I love to see. This has been good. I like it. Forspoken is an RPG Western uh, isekai. 
Microsoft put money on the title, so yes, it's a Microsoft title. No, it's not. It's developed by Tango Gameworks and published by Bethesda. So, yeah, Microsoft owning Bethesda, I... Okay. That's the problem. That's the problem with this Microsoft scenario. Don't you see? Like, this whole... Attributing that to Microsoft, it's just like, what the frick? Imagine, imagine you're, you know, you're, you're, let's say that you live in Cleveland and the Cleveland Browns make it all the way to the Super Bowl. And by some strange, weird happenstance, this is unprecedented, but let's just say right before the Super Bowl, New York City buys the Cleveland Browns and everyone celebrates and says, New York wins the Super Bowl. Everybody be like, what the frick? That was Cleveland. That's what that feels like. It's like, Ghostwire's been in development, Bethesda publishes it, this company's been working on it, Microsoft comes in and buys Bethesda, and you're like, it's a Microsoft title now! No, it's not. (laughs) No, it's not. Come on. (laughs) Come on, man! Come on. PlayStation exclusive Microsoft title. (laughs) Yeah, what game was that? Was that Deathloop? Was that Deadloop? It was like a timed exclusive on Sony or something, and it was a Microsoft title. It was the craziest thing ever. It was like, yeah, it's a Microsoft title, but you can only play it on PlayStation right now. <laughs> was that Deadloop? <laughs> that is funny. That's so close to true. Baltimore stole the Browns. Oh, no. Zubair. I use that example for a reason because I, I grew up cheering for Cleveland, and none of us were very, we were none too happy about that. We were none too happy about that. <laughs> uh, that was Deathloop? Yeah. It's the exact same situation as Deathloop. Yeah. Oh, wait. Is Ghostwire going to be exclusive to PlayStation for a while? <laughs> but it's a Microsoft title. Gosh, you guys, you guys are so, you, listen, you guys that love Microsoft, man, I have the Series X, I like Microsoft, but you, oh my gosh, it's funded by Microsoft, no it's not, no it is not, Mo, you know that's not true, they're not funding the project, the project was funded by Bethesda, and then now Bethesda's parent company is Microsoft, like, at a financial level, it, they, Microsoft didn't fund the project. Bethesda wrote the check. Bethesda funded the project. If, if, if I invest money in a building, and the building's going to be built, and then some guy comes behind me and, and buys my construction company, he didn't fund that building. I did. Like, nobody would say that. Well, that guy funded it. No, he didn't. He didn't spend a dime on it. <clears throat> Microsoft owns Tango too. Oh, do they own Tango? They're spending it on all studios. Cash flow is tight. If it gets praised, they'll credit Microsoft. If it gets crapped on, it'll be PlayStation. (laughs) That's what happens when you honor contracts. It is funded. No. No. That's not... That is not true. 
This is why these discussions are so crazy to me. You know that isn't true. Bethesda funds the game. Initiates a contract with Tango. They fund it. Tango builds it. Here it comes. It's going to launch in a couple of months. And you're like, yeah, Microsoft funded it. No, they did not. Bethesda, as as an operating publisher with money, funds, shareholders, and interests, spent their money to fund Ghostwire. And Microsoft buys Bethesda as a publisher and will then obviously reap the benefits of that contract through some sort of a royalty share, I'm sure, or a revenue share. But they, Microsoft didn't actively spend money to fund the project unless it was delayed and then Microsoft actively funded the game. Even if that happened, even if the game got delayed and Bethesda had to chunk up more cash, it's still Bethesda funding. They're just owned by Microsoft. Oh, Tango's part of ZeniMax? I didn't know that. Tango's owned by ZeniMax, which was purchased by Microsoft. Okay, so Tango's under the ZeniMax umbrella, and then Bethesda... Okay, so yeah, they're all under the Microsoft umbrella. Got it, got it, got it. The budget, the money was raised and given to Tango way before Microsoft ever bought them. Yeah, so you can't say they funded it. Like, that... The, even even the funding, even the acti- the activity of funding, right? The actual activity of funding. It's like, well... That was something that was negotiated. The value was there. The project was probably pitched. Like, here's our concept. Here's our here's our estimated you know time to market. Here's here's what you know. Here's what we think we can pull on margins and all that. And all that's pitched to Bethesda. This game was delayed for that reason. Do you actually have concrete information as to the fact that Ghostwire was delayed so Microsoft could help fund it? Is that true? That's like saying Disney funded the Empire Strikes Back. Incognito search. Man, what a bummer. <laughs> what a bummer. It, it's probably just people not looking, Sven. We did not we did not catch wind today, and YouTube's actually treating us right. Incognito, if you search Returnal, we're like number four. We're getting good treatment. I just I wonder if if when you jump on something early, you know? It could be that. It could be that we jumped on it early and there's not enough people looking. Because on search, yeah, we're getting a 5% from search and almost none of it's from Returnal. It's all looking people, people looking for Reforge and SNTR Gaming. And then on Suggest, we're in a really weird funnel. Ghostwire, a Jay Cutler interview, and then Returnal, PlayStation State of Play was not great. And then Elden Ring. Yeah, we're, we are really misclassified right now as a video. We're all over the freaking place. We're getting recommended off of weird videos and we're not getting any search. That is so bizarre. Two spot from Abe. Here's some money. Can you show for Microsoft now? <laughs> Delayed game, more funds. Yeah, but... Where did the funds come from? Mo. Just because you buy a publisher doesn't mean that that publisher is not still operating as a publisher, which means that publisher is using their money and their funding and their their board and their shareholders and all that. They're still the ones funding the project. 
even from this day forward, if Bethesda funds something, you can't be like, well, Microsoft funded it. Indirectly, maybe, but not directly, no. Bethesda's still operating as a publisher. It's not coming from Microsoft Pockets, that's right. The ownership, the ownership has nothing to do with the funding. That, 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 that's the problem here, is it's like, I get that you like Microsoft, but like you're just, you're saying things that are just not even technically true. You mentioned football and an analogy, and boom, sports ball funnel. Subsidiaries are responsible for their own finances, right? Like Microsoft owning a publisher doesn't mean that publisher is suddenly only ever funding anything with Microsoft's checkbook. That simply isn't true. Whose name is on the checks? I search Reforge, but the results show me a guy taking a bath on a pool. Well, you gotta search for Reforge Gaming. You can't just search for Reforge by itself. I tried to explain this to Mo months ago. Thank you for giving a more 200 IQ take on this. I searched ramen noodle recipes, which they get from Microsoft. No. No, that's not how it works. Being owned by Microsoft doesn't mean that Microsoft is just giving them money to fund projects. That's not how the... Unless the contract stipulates something different. That My understanding of it is that no, they are still functioning as a publisher and their money comes from, I'm assuming, from shareholders and maybe even private investment firms. And that money then gives those people their shares and their, and their, and their uh, revenue shares. And then Microsoft gets a cut of everything. But Microsoft's not actively giving them money to fund projects. That's not how the ownership works. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong here. When you buy a publisher, it's not the same as when you buy a development company. I think that's where you're getting you're getting it mixed up, Mo. If Microsoft buys a developer and then funds the projects, Microsoft is functioning as a publisher. When Microsoft buys a publisher, that's not the same. They're trying to, they want to own the IPs and dictate where they go and then get royalty and revenue off of them, but they're not actively funding that publisher as the owner. Somebody that's more business savvy might be able to break this down, but that's my understanding of it. It's Microsoft gaming at the banner they're under. Yes, having a banner of ownership though doesn't mean that they're not still functioning as a publisher. Microsoft has stated that themselves during the acquisition announcement. Yeah, that these publishers are still going to function on their own. What did they pay $7.5 for? They paid $7.5 billion for that company to come under their ownership. And sure, some of those funds undoubtedly are used in the, uh, in the publishing of games. So you could, like I said, indirectly you could say they're publishing, but Microsoft is not actively saying, here's your weekly allowance, Bethesda, go publish games. They had their own funds before, but now it's a Microsoft company, not their own. Every cent of the money is Microsoft's. Again, yes, but they're still functioning as the publisher. They're the ones still funding the game. They're the ones reviewing the games, looking at them, deciding which ones to back, deciding which ones to not back. They... Bethesda is the one funding the game.
Wouldn't it give the publisher access to revenue generated through the ownership of Microsoft? Right. The the the, the X number of billion they received in the in the acquisition certainly is 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 being used. Um is certainly being used to fund projects, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's just disingenuous to say, oh, Microsoft's funding all these games. Well, no, they're buying publishers. The publishers are still functioning as a publisher, and they're the ones funding and backing projects. And then obviously they're doing it all under the Microsoft banner. That's not that's not in debate. I'm not I'm not trying to slice that, like, oh it's not No, yeah, there it's a Microsoft title. It's a Microsoft owned property. That's what Microsoft's going for. They want things under their Game Pass umbrella. They want things underneath their name so that they can boost their market share. That's what they want. They want people on that funnel. And that's and that's their movement. They're, 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 they're not wanting to do the whole, like, paying for exclusivity thing. That's not what they want to do. What they're doing is, is they're buying titles so that then they just own them and can put them on Game Pass at their will and and fill that funnel like they're they're gonna do away with like xbox live gold as far as i understand it because they just want everybody on game pass like that's the goal all of this is all roads lead to game pass like that's their that's their strategy they want to be the netflix of gaming that's what they want they want to be the netflix of gaming they want everybody on their funnel x cloud game pass play anywhere all of that that's that's microsoft's big push and it, and it makes sense if you think about it it's like that's kind of where things are headed that the, the market and the, and the consumers are thinking differently about everything now and if you meet them where they are with that expe- expectation of a subscription or just tons of games at their disposal anywhere they go with anybody they want that is the market expectation and Microsoft's going to be ahead of that curve this is where I actually give Microsoft a lot of praise and credit I think they're going to be massive in the next couple of years. Speaking in the here and now, they've not been that impressive, and it's because they're playing the long game. It's like watching a baseball game where the first five or six innings they don't put any they don't put any runs on the board, and then innings, you know, the late innings, all of a sudden they start cracking cracking homers and grand slams. We'll be playing more Elden Ring today. It's disingenuous, but still technically true and able to be said. I don't know. I, I still don't know if you say they're funding it. Here's what y'all are failing to understand. Bethesda still has to stand on their own. Microsoft Game Studios still has to stand on their own. They don't have access to the Microsoft bank account. ZeniMax is under that banner? Yes, and then that... But see, this is where it gets confusing because... And this is why it's so important to not be like, Microsoft's funding it. No, if 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 Bethesda makes a really bad decision and funds a really crappy project and it gets mismanaged, you're not going to be like, good job, Microsoft. You're not going to do that. Why? Why aren't you going to do that? Is the question. 
Well, the reason you're not going to do that is because somebody's leaving me. It's oh, it's something else. You're not going to do that. You would hold it on Bethesda. You'd say you backed the project. You bumbled it. You didn't give them enough money. You you set bad deadlines, right? Oh, but Microsoft's funding it. But suddenly Microsoft's going to be off the hook if the project is mismanaged or if Bethesda as the publisher bumbles it or forces really bad deadlines or whatever the case may be. If Bethesda bumbles it and and Tango as a developer bumbles it, no one's going you're not going to let you're not going to let Microsoft get get left on the hook for that. Why? Cuz you're going to be like well, I mean, it really wasn't Microsoft. Bethesda funded it. They mismanaged the contract, and then the developers mismanaged, you know, the timeliness of the project management. That's why it makes no sense to be like, Microsoft's funding it. They're not. They're not funding it. They're not overseeing the contract. They're not even signing the contract. Bethesda is. Bethesda can't just make uh, some game. They still need approval from Phil. Goes on Phil. I really think you overestimate the structure of all this ownership you, you think everything goes through Phil, everything so Bethesda's not operating as a, as a, as a publisher anymore you think Phil as, a, as one human being has the ability to do that, oversee all these companies all these projects, all these potential contracts that seems absolutely micromanaged to the point of inefficiency Phil's the guy they all report to. Do you, but do you have any idea how inefficient that would be? To, to, to be to be purchased as an as a publisher and then you can no longer function as a publisher. You gotta run everything through Daddy Phil. That would be so inefficient. I'd have to look at the stipulations of every single one of these acquisitions, Mo, because I don't think that's how it works. I don't. I think that's 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 all that's that's insane to me. At least quarterly. You, you, good leaders and good and good managers and good presidents and CEOs don't do that. They they trust but verify. They're gonna trust the they're gonna trust these companies to operate as they exist. They're not gonna be overseeing every single project. Microsoft bought them for every cent they had and were worth. Bought everything that makes that company who they are. The only way you could argue that's true, Lona, was the timing of the games. You underestimate the structure? It's crazy talk. That's not how companies work. He's the CEO of Microsoft Gaming. Mo, I know that, but there's no way he's micromanaging all these publishers. You, to purchase a publisher and then to require them to run everything through Phil, that can't that's not going to work. What's going to happen when they buy Activision Blizzard? But I, I, again, I'd have to, I'm not educated enough to refute what you're saying. I'm just saying I doubt it. I'm not, I'm not attempting to refute what you're saying because I don't have any argumentation in my pocket. I don't know the stipulations of the contracts. I severely doubt that's how it works because of the inefficiency that it would bring. Phil tells them to do whatever they want, not bring it to him for approval. I think 343 and Halo Infinite is a great example of how wrong you are about this. There's a basic misunderstanding of corporate structures here. Yeah. Hold on, gotta check with the CEO about this memo I'm writing. 
Activision are independent. <clears throat> Everything doesn't fall on Phil. They have boards of directors and executives in charge of specific teams that make decisions before it even comes across Phil's meeting calendar. They will function as a publisher just like Activision Blizzard. They will still be Microsoft Gaming. I think even with the Activision Blizzard deal, Bobby is stepping down and Phil will be the lead. Yeah, but that's a ro- but that's different. That's a role change. That's not what we're talking about. timing of the games and the purchase oh you're completing your thought yeah I, I don't Mo I love you brother but there's no way Phil is micromanaging every single decision made by Xbox and all the publishers yeah it seems physically impossible you you literally hire and and promote experts in those areas to do those things for you not micromanage you said that Bethesda couldn't publish something without running it by, by Big Daddy Phil first I don't think that that's true Bethesda is going to still function as a publisher and a publisher will de- observe, debate, negotiate and draw up contracts and publish games. They're going to continue to do that. Say Microsoft doesn't get any companies for the credit they own. Don't you give credit for to Sony for all their own companies? I'm pretty sure. I didn't say they don't get credit. I've never argued that. I said that to say they're funding like... You're, okay, so there's a big difference too because Sony funds a lot of the games, right? They're acting as a publisher through the ownership, through the ownership, right? Right? They own a lot of developers. This is different. That's why I push back on it. it they bought a publisher. And the publisher will continue functioning as a publisher. They're going to continue to publish games. They're going to continue to fund games under the Microsoft umbrella. These companies all have their own funds, but all these companies' funds are Microsoft. Yeah, I get that, but again, as a function of the word, it se- it just I, it just seems silly. Like Microsoft's funding these games. No, they own publishers that are funding the games. Like Disney owns a ton of publishing companies. So when it, one of those companies publishes something and funds a movie, do we're like, well, Disney funded it? No, they own a publisher that funded it. Disney directed it. No, they own the property, but this guy directed it. Like, like, do you see what I mean? Like, completely muddying everything and be like, Microsoft's the one funding it. Well, then you might as well say they're the ones developing it too, because they own the development company. <clears throat> Buying companies kind of funding it? No, not necessarily. No, 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 not necessarily. Because that company is still functioning as a publisher. You buy a good publisher, why? So they can continue being a good publisher. How not then? Because the company is still functioning with their own funds, their own budgets, their own margins. They're the ones still actively doing the funding under the ownership of Microsoft. Seven billion didn't go to the companies. They own the publishers, so yes, it's Microsoft funded. Right, but this is a, this is exactly what I'm saying. I would never say that Sony developed Ratchet and Clank or that Sony developed Returnal. Why? Because they didn't. They bought a developer, and the developer developed it. If you buy a publisher, that publisher is the one funding and publishing the games under your umbrella and ownership. 
it just it just is more clear Microsoft funded it well yeah I mean they did they own the company well then no Bethesda would be held responsible if Bethesda backed a bad contract funded a bad project or mismanaged that project you'd be like that's on Bethesda why they did a bad job as the publisher that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. It doesn't make any sense to hang everything on Microsoft. And so, well, Microsoft funded the project. Really? They used their funds? No. Bethesda used their funds to fund it and drew up the contract and the agreement. So you would you would put Bethesda on the hook if it was a mismanaged project, contract, or publishing. Microsoft bought their worth as well, so the money they already have was purchased and taken into account. It's all Microsoft's now, still Microsoft funding. That would be Phil's fault? No, the reason I think these nuances are important is because people always do that in gaming. You want a scapegoat. You want a person to blame. Who's to blame for Halo? Who is it? Is it Joseph Staten? Is it this guy? No, it's a series of blames. Like, it was mismanaged. You probably had bad leadership. Like with the Bioware situation. It's EA's fault. And then when you looked at the details, no, not really. You had people in bad leadership positions, making bad decisions, not leading, not driving, not having good vision transfer. So the game wasn't in development. They developed Anthem in, what, 18 months? But everybody wants a scapegoat. It's Phil's fault. Now... If Bethesda backed a crap project or had bad deadlines and browbeat a developer into launching some crappy product, you wouldn't be like, well, it's all on Phil Spencer. It's his fault. No. It'd be on Bethesda. They they published and funded a crap project. They mishandled the funding and the publishing and the contract of the project. You'd be, it'd be on Bethesda. Why? They did a bad job as a publisher. This is so important. Because if... if in the same way that you would be like, if um, if Wolverine is a crap game, highly unlikely. Let's say that it is. I can't believe Sony developed such a piece of garbage. No, Sony didn't develop it. They own the developer, but the developer did a bad job developing the game. The publisher did a bad job funding, publishing, contracting up, drawing up, whatever. They did a bad job. Bethesda did a bad job. Insomniac did a bad job. That's why these these terminologies and these arguments are so important because you if if it's all on Phil, then it's all on Phil. Everything that's good or bad that comes out of Microsoft is all on Phil, and that's I, that's just ludicrous. That's not how these operations work. A bad Halo game looks bad on three four three and Microsoft, right? Yes, because Microsoft's the publisher and 343 is the developer there's a closer there's a closer um, there's less degrees of separation is there not you wouldn't blame who funded the game for it being a bad game you would blame the people who make the game for a bad game not always necessarily it's a it's a it's a relationship it's a symbiotic relationship the publisher is a part of it they're a part of the deadlines they're a part of the maybe they don't allow them to delay maybe they encourage them or give them incentives to use old technology or an old engine or whatever the frick like there's a variety of things that the publisher can bring to the table that can damage the product it's usually primarily on the developer and bad it's usually bad project management almost always in almost every one of these scenarios of games that have launched recently, it's just bad project management. It's not on the publishers. The publishers play a role, but they don't play that big of a role. 
Luna has a point, unless the big corporate contracts are to include the crap game mechanics uh, that is then laid on the game developers. <clears throat> People not understand how parent companies work. That's, yeah, that's my, that's, that's what, my, what I've been pushing back on is like, the parent company is not actively funding these games. Oh, but they're owned by Microsoft, so therefore all of their money is owned by Microsoft, so therefore they're Microsoft's funding it. Okay, so when you work for Bethesda, you're a Microsoft employee? Does it say Microsoft on your tax documents? No, you're not a Microsoft employee, you're a Bethesda employee. You work for Bethesda. The operations and the funding and the and the and the way that Bethesda operates is it's all under Bethesda. Bethesda's still operating as their as a publisher. The, the, the parent company's ownership does not suddenly mean that all of Bethesda's money is theirs. I bet you the contract doesn't state that. I bet you it doesn't. If they wanted to buy out, they probably could. Every single dime, every single dime, every single piece of capital that they have, every every piece of like on-hand cash, whatever you would call it, <clears throat> their, their net worth, their liquid, whatever the words are. I'm not a financial expert. It's not all Microsoft's. But the devs choose how all that plays out, and they choose to meet those publishers' requirements, especially for in-game design. Parent companies enforce all kinds of silly rules, business models on companies they own. Come in, buy the company, change the culture, sell it off, rinse, repeat. Yeah, but in this scenario, I don't think that's happening. I think Microsoft just wants the publishers because they want the IPs. Right? I don't I don't see this as a I don't see this as like a Microsoft's buying them because they want to fund the games they're buying them because they want them to, to they want the publisher they want the IPs we all love to hate on Microsoft says unwound admin since they're the ones pushing updates at 10:30 a.m every other day causing my computer to reboot in the middle of me playing games I mean I'm not hating on Microsoft I was just pushing back on terminology that I felt like wasn't accurate I've been through two of these in my career. My understanding of the purchase does not look like the complete takeover of Bethesda. Yeah, all the titles are Microsoft's. I'll never dispute that. I was not disputing that. I was disputing what felt like a fundamental misunderstanding of how they're operating as a parent company. They are not actively funding these games. They're not actively drawing up the contracts and overseeing, you know, a, a product coming uh, coming to market. That's not Microsoft's role. Yeah, the game yesterday, it looks like an indie, like, side-scroller, Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, something to Yamoto or whatever it's called. They bought Bethesda with $7. billion in cash. Cat. Yeah, it's nuts. still a state employee those devs work for Bethesda but are Microsoft employees no no Abe nobody would say that if you work for a company that's owned by Disney you would never say you're a Disney employee that's not true no one speaks in these ways no one you're not classified in that way you don't file your taxes in that way Trek to Yomi thank you no that's simply untrue 
was being a quote-unquote state employee is 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 i don't think it's a very good ana- i don't think it's an equivalency it, it it's not an equivalency it's it's different When I worked for a company owned by another company, my paycheck said the parent company. My W-2 was the parent company. Sometimes that's true, Bleep, but not all the time. Sometimes, not all the time. It depends on the contract. It depends on the acquisition. Distinct legal entities are distinct legal entities. Government is different. Yeah. If you work for LucasArts, you'd say you work for LucasArts. You'd get fired for TOS the same way. <laughs> What do you mean it doesn't look like that? A complete takeover of Bethesda. They bought the company that owns Bethesda, so they control. So all the control they have, Microsoft has from ceiling to floor, employees, paychecks, contracts, everything. That's only true distorted if 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 Bethesda is not allowed to function as a as a publisher they wouldn't be fun- functioning as a publisher they'd be functioning as Microsoft employees and then Microsoft would be the publisher you might work for LucasArts but you're a Disney employee that's but no that isn't true in every case no you're speaking in an absolute way which means you misunderstand how different all these parent company acquisitions are they're not always like that Right now, the, the, the like the Bungie acquisition, they, they're still working for Bungie. They're paid by them. They get a paycheck from them. They file their taxes as that employee. Unless the contract stipulates otherwise. There are contractual ownership things that are drawn up that would be, no, you now work for us. You are our employee. Because we want credit for all of the... Uh, we want, you, we want credit for all of the, the income that's paid, all of the benefits that are paid. If they don't perform their expectations, then Microsoft gets involved. Each individual company had its own GM, which answered to the VPs of the segments that answer to the global board. Yeah, that sounds like a corporate setup where you didn't have your own C-suite. You had a general manager. So, of course, you you, you see what I'm saying? You, of course. You you were, were underneath a GM, and the GM was underneath other uh, VPs, and then those VPs are under C-suite. So your company didn't have its own C-suite. Like, that's that makes sense, that you would then be paid... And, and, and an employee of the parent company. It sounds like you were a DB, you working for a DBA, like they were owned by this company doing business as this entity. Like that doesn't sound like what we're talking about. It might not have been a DBA. I'm not super well versed in this. That's why Zubair is saying, what kind of corporate entity was it? Was it a DBA? Was it an S corp? Was it incorporated? What was it? Was it a franchise? A bad Microsoft game studio, a bad Microsoft studio game looks bad on Microsoft no matter which studio did the work. 
Right, we weren't debating that, Robert. We weren't debating that. It was incorporated. They're allowed to function because Microsoft allowed them to function because the structure is already there. Why disrupt it? Right. I was only I was only taking issue with Mo is that they're buying a publisher and then they're the parent company. But that publisher continues to operate as a publisher. They're the ones funding the projects. It's it's not Microsoft actively funding the projects. The the tenuous logical backflip of being like well, because Microsoft owns them, they own all their money, property, and employees. Ergo, they're all Microsoft employees. Every cent they spend is Microsoft, so Microsoft's funding the projects. Like, I, that's such a tenuous logical leap. I don't think that's been well argued. I think that's very... That's, again, that in the corporate world, I just don't think that's how things are argued, structured, or, or talked about. If Like, if it went to court, no one would say that. If, if for whatever reason Bethesda and a contract dispute with a developer went to court, no one would say, well, uh, bring Phil Spencer in here. It's on him. Microsoft funded this project. They'd be like, no, they didn't. Bethesda did. Functioning as a publisher under their parent company, sure, but Bethesda's the one being sued. At a legal level, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't rope Microsoft in unless there was grounds to. There may be. There may be grounds to. But initially, no. You would say it's a dispute between the developer and the publisher. It's between them and the ones who funded it. Like, you see what I'm saying? I did, Murph. I remember too. We're we're going longer than we typically have. We are. We're going longer than we typically have. Um. We've been doing shorter streams because the turnout's so strong. We just we bank a strong talk show and then we roll over to gameplay. Um, golly, we got absolutely shellacked today. The numbers are terrible on this stream. I don't get it. Extremely disappointing to pivot back to Variety and get such bad support. Uh, You could, but Microsoft has the bigger pocket. I mean, Microsoft's definitely funding the project, but that's not how we would speak about it. That's just a tech... It's just technically. Obviously, you're going to give most of the credit to the people doing the actual work people being pedantic to argue a point that only works if you're being pedantic yeah and like no hemisphere no context no environment there's no environment where we would say there's no environment where we would say that where we would never say that Microsoft's funding it we would only say it in a debate with somebody who's like pro Microsoft Microsoft will fund Bethesda will publish the title but only for Microsoft and PC but we don't know I don't know the details of the contract Mo Microsoft Microsoft owns them that doesn't mean that Microsoft is actually funding the operation of Bethesda unless the contract stipulates that Do, do you understand what I'm saying like they bought Bethesda Bethesda still functions as a publisher, which means their funding, their shareholders, their investors are all still operating. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's not like all of a sudden Bethesda's like, 
we don't need investors or shareholders anymore. Big Daddy Microsoft's going to just keep writing us checks. They're going to fund us. I, I don't think that's what parent company ownership dictates. That, like, they're writing checks to Bethesda. Here you go. Here's your allowance. We'll keep the lights on. They will not make third-party games. It's all first party. I don't know what you mean by that. As long as we've come to that agreement. What agreement? We don't know how Bethesda's functioning. We don't know if Bethesda's functioning independent and continuing to operate as a, as a publisher or if they're gr- like dramatically under Microsoft's leadership or if Microsoft's funding them as a company. Well, that's their responsibilities, but not their money. Again, you don't know that. The parent company doesn't necessarily own all your assets. It could be a, uh, a revenue share. You see what I'm saying? It could literally be a, 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 a profit revenue share. A percentage of profit margin goes to Microsoft. <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? Do you, do you know the details of the contract? Because if you don't, then you can't say that. You can't say that every single asset of Bethesda is now theirs. Under the parent company ownership, it may literally just be we get percentages of your margins. It's not like Bethesda ends their their fiscal year, takes all profit, and hands it to Microsoft, and then Microsoft turns around and gives them an allowance. It could be that way. I don't know. I don't know the finer workings of the contract. My understandings of these acquisitions is they buy the company, the company the company continues to function as a company, and then Microsoft owns the property and gets revenue share on everything. That's my very armchair, very non-in-depth understanding of how these uh, how these uh, ownerships work. You're an employee of the parent company. The entity you report to is just a management company. It's like your parent company is loaning you to the direct employer. Into the direct employer. I agree they operate separately. That's good business. It costs much less to buy a company that's already doing its own thing than to make your own from scratch. Right. Well, I learned this in MBA school. Probably. Ownership ownership acquisition deals are all very different. Like, just look at the Sony the Sony Bungie announcement. They're like, they're still gonna operate as an independent developer. We want their expertise. Like, not every single one is drawn up the same way. It's like saying the U.S. owns the dollar, so the U.S. funds all business. The whole province is built on one big parent company. Say that they need signs. They go by a sign company. Why spend money on buying from someone else when you could be buying from yourself? The day-to-day operations don't change. 
yeah, I it, it the only reason I got I got snagged and caught up on what was said is because it was like, well, Microsoft's funding it, and I was like, that's not my understanding of these contracts. That's not my understanding of how these contracts work. I'm pretty sure they are full acquisition though. Ultimately, the financial decisions that could affect Microsoft will still be up to them. They trust but they trust Bethesda to do the rest themselves. It was a full stock buyout. So what does full stock buyout mean then? Like what what does that mean with respect to operations of the company? Thumbnail pick for today's stream has me super hyped. Yeah, sadly, it just didn't pull. The conversation we we talked about it for maybe forty minutes, and it just didn't pull. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't pull in new folks. We didn't pull in a lot of existing folks. Didn't show either. I, it, I don't know. The last couple times we talked about Returnal, I thought it was really strong. We, I, I may be misremembering. It all. It also was a lot longer. It was a long time ago. So maybe uh, back when we talked about Returnal here, we were at a different hemisphere of of uh, of results. Um, I saw that announcement and got extremely excited. Um, you know what? We've never covered Returnal here. We've never covered Returnal here. I think that's maybe what I'm misremembering. I may be remembering when we covered Returnal back on the other channel when we were in a different place and pulled different viewership hemispheres. I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be a big topic. It gave them the money they made and the money they're worth, plus some take full control. Zenimax no longer exists. Microsoft steps in Zenimax shoes. Yeah, you might be right, Fuzzy. Returnals just run its course. Like, it's a cool update, but people are, like, not paying attention to it. It has been out for quite a while. You got excited for a game that wasn't even nominated for Game of the Year? Let's be clear about one thing, says Zubair. A parent company cannot legally reach into the bank account of, a su- of the sub and take money on a whim. It's not how it works. Right, that's why saying like, oh, it's technically their money, and it's like, well, actually, no, at a technical level, it's not their money. That company is still operating uh, on their own. Like, they're, they're, like, obviously, they can't just do whatever they want. But that it's it, you know what I'm saying like that's why saying like oh it's technically their money and it's like I, well no at, at a legal technical level it's not their money they can't just be like hey can we have some money it's ours anyway you know it's ours anyway like I go into my daughter's room and just take money out of her wallet well it's mine anyway you know she gets birthday money or whatever well you're my daughter you're in my house it's my money anyway but no it's not. We're conflating ownership, control, and management. No one's claiming they can take the money out, but at the end of the day, it's that the parent company's money being entrusted to them. But do you know that distorted? Is that what the contract stipulates? Is every dollar that comes in from an investor and a shareholder to fund projects at Bethesda is every single one of those dollars Microsoft's dollars? 
ZeniMax owned Bethesda, parent company. Substitute Microsoft for ZeniMax. That's what I'm saying. Like, what's the contract stipulate? What does Microsoft get from Bethesda? Do they get a percentage of margins? Of profit? It's the sub's money. The sub is a distinct entity. That's what I've been trying to say this entire time. Daughter's birthday money, I'm taking that all day. I'm kidding, I don't have kids. Bethesda was still responsible for its own finances. When you buy a company, do you do you do it not for the money? Why would anyone think they don't own that money or have control over it? Because distorted, we're not speaking at a philosophical level. You're trying to get technical and a little bit pedantic. And at a technical level, you might be 100% incorrect because of the way the contract was dropped, drawn up. That doesn't, it's not an automatic thing. Parent company, therefore, it's all their money. They're entrusting you with their money. No, that's not necessarily true. It depends on how the contract was drawn up. The only way that money moves up the chain is as a dividend or a draw depending on the structure of the sub. When I work for a corporate, they get some of the earnings, but they don't pay for everything you do. That's exactly why I pushed back on the notion. I was like, I don't think this is how it works. I don't think you get to give credit to Microsoft for the funding because that's not how it's operating at a technical level. You're thinking like you went down the street and bought a donut shop. Right! Like it's now it's your donut shop, so it's all your money. And when you buy a publisher, that that's why I said, I was like, no. It's not your money. You're not the one funding it. It's your company, and you get whatever the contract stipulates, whatever the acquisition contract stipulates, they get that from that company's success or failures. That's not always true. I work with many large companies that have bought smaller companies. Sometimes it's all run slash owned by the parent and sometimes it's broken out. Well, do they have indirect control of the money? They can give the subs directives on what to do. We don't, but again, we don't know that. We don't know to what degree Bethesda has independence over their publishing behavior. We'd have no idea. That's why it's like to just blanketly state it like, well, they own them. It's their money. They own them. They're entrusting them with their money. And it's like, no, that we, that that is not automatically true. And that's why I said, I can't refute what people are saying because I don't have the contract in front of me. I said, I doubt that's how it works. And I said, here's my very ignorant understanding of how it works. And I just get continued platitudes about how, well, it's their company. It's their money. And it's like, so I'm basically saying I can't review what you're saying and a lot of people are just simply restating their platitudes in different ways and it's like we, we, from where I sit and from what the lawyers in chat are saying it's very unlikely that your assertions are true it's very unlikely 7.5 billion didn't go to any of the companies it goes to buy out ZeniMax's owners yeah like that's where the money went that's why people have been like, oh, the $7.5 billion is funding projects. No, it didn't. It went to ZeniMax. 
Hey, we really like that company. We want that company. Okay, we'll sell that company to 7.5 billion. Thank you. The money exchanging hands went to Zenimax. It didn't go to it didn't go to Bethesda. Here you go, Bethesda. Use this money and uh, do a good job because you're it's ours and we're entrusting you with it. No, the money went to Zenimax. Again, that was another conflated thing in the chat today. They, they paid for it with the 7.5 billion. No, they didn't. I have an employee. Evidently, all the money they make is mine, so I can take that money from their paycheck whenever I want. That's what I'm saying. Like, at a lot, it's such a logical conflation. It's like, no, they own the publisher, sure, but the publisher still operating as a publisher has their own funding, has their own investors, has their has all, all those margins, and 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 all of that is under the umbrella of Microsoft. But it's still them doing it. They're still the one funding the projects. They're still the one operating as a publisher. How do we know these guys are even real lawyers? I would think of Microsoft as a loan company. No, that's not a good way of looking at it either. That's that's actually more akin to what 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 Bethesda's doing. Bethesda's more like a loan company. They're the ones giving the money to publish the titles. They're the ones loaning the money. Microsoft just owns them as parent company, which means they reap and yield rewards from the profitability of that publishing company at whatever percentages they agreed upon. Hey, now that we own you, Here's here's what we get from your profitability. As as Zubair said, it, you know, through either like I don't know dividends or revenue revenue royalty profit sharing, I don't know. I'm not knowledgeable for this convo. Let me know when we talk about CS or networking. <laughs> Probably won't ever talk about that. I that's, that's not my that's not my world either. Um. Uh. Mm. Okay. Well, we got to shift gears. We got to shift gears. Uh, we are going to be working on. I'm going to have to use a quest guide to do it. We're going to be working on a quest in uh, Elden Ring. And then don't forget this afternoon over at Reforge Radio, we'll be having a discussion about the situation with like Russia, Ukraine and is canceling Russia working is the question I'll be asking. Um, I don't have a strong position on it. We generally go over there to try to have discussions to just increase our understanding and our empathy. So give me a quick second. I'm going to run upstairs and use the restroom. I'm going to hit some ads. We almost never run ads on this channel. Do me a favor and smash the like button. If we get 30 more likes, we'll get 300 likes. Today was one of the one of the slowest and lowest days we've had in a really long time, and I I, I guess we have to attribute it to the fact that like Returnal's just maybe been a little bit uh, out too long. It's just not quite as relevant as I thought it was going to be. And so try to help this vid out a little bit with some likes. Consider becoming a paying member. We almost never ever ever run ads here, and the memberships make up for that. Okay, uh, if you want projects like this channel and the coverage that we do to continue, uh, the support's got to be there, and that's why. We generally don't like to run ads because we feel like that drives people away, that runs people off. You can tell me where to go. Okay, Wheezy. I was going to pull up a, a thing, but if you can just be in chat walking me through it, that'll be fine too. All right, I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Canceling sounds odd when talking about a country. It's just easy to encapsulate everything that's happening by using like a, a current cultural colloquialism. Like that's, you know, like that's a way how people are talking these days, right? So it's it's an all-encompassing term that, that I think does a good job kind of ca- encapsulating everything that's going on. Like every business, every company, every video game basically being like, you know, it's like freezing your funds, canceling your credit cards, like, you know. Like somebody browsing YouTube is going to see that and they're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. It's all about communication. Uh, gameplay. Okay, live. Great debate. I win. I would imagine if you have to declare that you're the winner, you probably aren't. If you have to declare yourself as the winner, you're probably not the winner. (laughs) All right. That was a good debate. We weren't going to get anywhere with the returnal topic, so you guys that wanted to debate that kind of saved the day. (laughs) I'll be honest. I'll be honest, man. That returnal was a non-starter if I've ever seen one. Holy frick. We've not had a non-starter topic in a while. I was like, dead gum. We didn't even get 500 votes on the poll. Like, pff, just died. The poll just died. Um, usually we get a minimum of five to 600 votes on the poll, even on a slow day, and it didn't even get 500 votes. Um, okay. Quote tweet. Gonna work on the Elden Ring Ronnie quest and then fight the big man Radon. It's Radon, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So much of your beloved Returnal. Yeah, man. Relevancy is like vapor. Relevancy is like vapor, bro. Here and it's here and gone, and the relevancy of Returnal might have just faded too much. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. Because I think it's a beautiful game. Oh wait, hang on a second. All right, I'm going to put a link in chat just in case it doesn't bring you with the redirect. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. Continuing our Elden Ring gameplay today, working on the Rani or the Rani quest. Not sure how to say her name. It should end up having us fighting Radon. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that fight and us doing that this morning we talked about the returnal dlc the free update that was announced we kind of been covering elden ring pretty exclusively for a while if you missed that stream and you're interested in the returnal details be sure to watch that vod i'm going to 